Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida and the best way to start your Saturday, this is KMA Talk Radio, life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, the man with the scoop, William Cooper, Alex the Goat Tavella, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe DeBatta. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Good morning to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. Honest Abe here, and we are broadcasting episode now 501 from sunny South Florida. Here with always with my trusted gang, the man they call the goat, Alex Tavella, and the man who always has a scoop of what's going on, William Scoop Cooper. What's up, Coop? Good morning. How's everybody doing today? Episode 501. Now what? We'll go Where for we thousand. From here? We're going for a thousand. Go for a thousand. Sure. We're going for a thousand. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Alex, I just want to comment on um on what? What's the proper word? Not a bouffant. Bouffant. With the bouffant going on today, it's very fluffy. I yeah. uh I, I had a long night. I had a long night. I didn't feel like doing shit this morning. See, this is one of those we talked about this. Like this is where Joe. This is one of those shows where it's like, oh God, I, I gotta I gotta go in. So I mean, long long story short, there you was a fire. Out, literally. Yeah, literally. There was a fire in my apartment complex last night on my floor. Oh, Fortunately, it was on the other side of the yeah. floor. Uh, but worse, but the fire was at eight o'clock. Um, everything worked the way it was supposed to. Sprinklers worked. Fire alarms work, all that. Um, problem was, you know, the, the the firemen were there all night doing stuff, fixing stuff. There was water everywhere. I mean, it was it was a disaster. The people on the other side of the building lost power. We didn't, thank God. Uh, but whatever they did, they set the alarms back off at two thirty in the morning, and like these alarms go through the whole building, and they literally can wake the dead. They can resurrect the dead. These alarms. So in your defense, that's what they're supposed to do. That's what they're supposed to do. I mean, I can't complain. Right. I mean, they literally they everything works properly for sure. Yeah. But you know, with a with a seven year old and a two year old, they woke up like, what the fuck is going on? And you know, two thirty in the morning wasn't fun. So wow. here I am. Yeah. Cool. I'm done, gonna imagine done here and all. a lot smoother. What was that? I'm gonna imagine your evening went a lot smoother. Oh yeah, it was it was uh Actually, actually, quiet, quiet evening at home. Yeah, so I can um. Not as, exciting, not as thrilling and as exciting as Alex's. No, no, no. Actually, I had the day off yesterday, and I was over. Um, I went to see one a, a cigar shop I hadn't been to that, that long overdue to see. So, um, I had a good afternoon overall. Hmm. As you guys can see, uh, Paul. Yes. Oh, the, the questions. Yeah, the elephants in the room already. The questions so, came right away. Our audience is right on top of things. Well, it's episode five hundred one. Things are going back to normal. Paul's not back here. Back to normal. It's, it's, I mean, I mean, what do you? Uh, so he messaged our thread like Thursday night, 
Oh, I, I got to miss the show. So my first reaction is, hey, man, is everything okay? He's he like, made yeah. it sound like something was wrong, right? That's what I said. Like, it. Yeah, yeah like, right. Well, you right. know you know when he doesn't tell you exactly why. You know yeah, it's some it's bullshit it's thing. Yeah. He knows we're going to bust his balls on. Oh, so he totally. telling us. So you know it's not like I got a real problem kind of shit. No, no, no. That's why I don't even engage. When I get that text, like I don't even say nothing. <laughs> I don't even acknowledge. Hey guys, like Coop, Coop's the softy, really in us. Alex and I would just go for the jugular. I'll, I'll say that. Okay, I'll say that. But, yeah, but Coop is really the softy. Like, oh, Paul, is everything okay? Well, it wasn't oh, quite like that, but yes, I say. Well, I'll read. I'll read it right from the shit, bro. Is I didn't say, oh, Paul. Paul. I didn't say, oh, Paul, but I said, Paul. okay, okay. Yeah, so but, he, but he was like, you know, all family stuff came up. Like we're like, is everything all right? Like, and it was, yeah, it, it was a text at like. 11. And yeah, it this was is late, I, right? It was almost midnight. All right, here's how I read it. And then I asked Disney, and he said no. So I read this as he probably mismanaged his calendar again. Literally. And, and yeah. he's probably got a wedding. Or, or his birthday. Got something, yeah. Yeah, I'm it's got to be. 11.59 at night. I'm a no how do you like all this? Because when you guys have an 11.59 at night, you think something's wrong. Like something's when, wrong. Like, something happened. Right, that, that's some, what I said, yeah. Some relative yeah. die or some, something. Right, I got to right. go to a funeral. Like, what the? Right. For a midnight text. 11, 11 59 at night. I'm a no go for Saturday, unfortunately. Meanwhile, we're all cheering. And <laughs> Coop comes back with everything okay. Like, I don't acknowledge that shit. Yep. Family stuff that came up. So Coop did come in with Disney. Oh, no. I wish. Probably Epcot instead. Um, <laughs> you know, and it just did nothing. You know what I mean? I just, I don't acknowledge it. He'll, he'll get tagged on something and get exposed. Absolutely. That's what I was going to say. He will, he'll expose happen. himself. He'll expose himself one way or the other. Night, I was like, that's why I asked that when, because of the timing of the match. If he had said that like during the week, in the middle of the day, I probably wouldn't have said that. But because it literally, it literally probably just came up with Steffi. Hey, did you get your thing for Saturday? What's Saturday? Oh, we're going over the boss hearts, remember? They're having a picnic foray in our the, the neighborhood you know, steeple or whatever the fuck it is. Right. He probably went, oh, no. Speaking of which, we, we now have a mole inside Paul's complex. Little did we know. We have. Yes, we have I heard about this. Did they always live out there? Because I knew they moved out west because they used to live right that's, here. That's where they moved to, out west. So they've been they there this whole time. Yes, we had no idea. This is important, guys. That's they're very good. Day. They're very good customers of ours. For good a long, customers, long time. good people. Chris, we barely see yeah. them anymore because they moved out. Like in they the moved so far out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But Maggie was just here recently. I saw her. Post well, that's what. Yeah, recently, you. and I saw her the other day too. They stopped by too. They were, you know, if they come down this way and they're here, they'll they'll stop in. But yeah, they live out in no man's land with Paul. Wow. So, very very uh, interesting day for us yesterday. The King's yes. Watch has arrived. I yes. mean, this is a beast. I mean, my, my son went out there. My son's here today. He wants me to get one for his room. <laughs> Dude, it's not happening. <laughs> he wants, he wants, look at this thing. And I saw that um, the king himself issued a statement. Like, Yeah, I saw. A, yeah, of course he had to. I'm sure he was being bothered. How do I get one? Yeah. Well, what's funny is I know some retail. I mean, look, not re retailers don't know what other retailers do most of the time. So other retailers thought it was something Steve was giving away. So there was some posts right. in there like, how do we win this? And then he said, like, you know, this is a smoking promotion, but I mean, why would you buy product from them? You know, you get it at wholesale from me. And I really put, I put to one lady, I said, well, hey, listen, if you buy $100 of product, you got a chance. And she tagged her husband, like, we're in. So you know, <laughs> it's a, you know it's a successful promotion when other retailers 
are getting in on it to win one of these things. And you know what's nice about ours getting ours first is we get to we get to tweak it a little bit. Yeah, right? and, and, so, and, and, and yeah, we're gonna like darken the face up a little bit on the next one and get a little more black around the eyes. So this is like the experimental squatch. So yes, um, yes. yeah, the, 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 this this one will remain here at Boynton Beach, and then uh, at the end of the twelve week promotion, we just completed week three. Um, yesterday at the end of the 12 week promotion um we're gonna give away like a, a bunch of stuff over 100 items and that's gonna be the grand prize but we're giving away stuff every week we just gave away stuff yesterday at the end of every friday 5 p.m we have a raffle we do give away stuff and then we even implemented the new photography send us your best picture we could turn into an ad and you'll win a box of paladins from steve Saka. and the winner wow. this week was none other than kevin Sheehan. you have a photo it's actually, uh, actually no. a good photo. You know uh, yeah, I, can, I can load it up real quick. Yeah. It was actually put, sent in a good photo. So you, all you got to do is send us a picture that you think we can make into a good Summer Wasaka ad. And we'll announce the winner every Friday. So we have uh, nine more boxes of Sokka to Paladins to give away. And if we use your photo, so this is the photo we're going to use all this week. So I thought this was brilliant. Kevin did his own mock-up of Steve. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Steve yeah. on a he puts Steve on a <laughs> which is that really was, funny. That, yeah. was his, that was his work, and I, I love. That's a good job. Tape. That's a good job he did. Yes, and yes. I love the type next to it says the Saka. So <laughs> then, then what we do is we add our little tweak. So we put the logo on the back wall, and we put the back ad with epic shit, and uh, he won that box. So very kudos on him. So. Nine more weeks of Summer Wasaka. And next Friday, we'll be doing the giveaways live from the Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust booth live from Vegas at the trade show. So, so, you're gonna, so yeah, that's going to be the opening. I guess it's a, no, no, Steve will be setting up that day. Yeah. He'll be so, extra um, cranky, by the way. He's going to be extra cranky that day. It's going to be you know, good. Nice. Get, him, get him tuned up a little he bit. got himself some booze in because – Last year when we did this, he threw in like a whole tray of unicorns. So he could be happy Sokka or you know yeah, yeah. moody Sokka, yeah. but if he's happy Sokka, I'm I'm but, gonna suspect you know maybe, Yeah, he might be happy because maybe, the show hasn't dragged on. Blue or black right, unicorn, right. you never know. Yeah. Maybe he'll throw we, in a blue or black unicorn, you never know. Yeah, we always schedule our interview with Sokka the last day. So he's like, we know he's grumpy or he's kind of like wound up about something from during the week. So we get some good stuff. So we've deliberately right. always done this the last day with him. Or he's or he's just extra drunk. Yeah, I mean, he, he's more hungover because we tend to do a morning thing on that last oh. day. Oh, yes. Oh, that's what he's looking. He's looking for grumpy soccer. Oh, I'm looking for grumpy soccer. Is what I grumpy soccer is good soccer for, for what we do. He's good content, absolutely, Grumpy. Sock. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys smoking anything? I'm smoking a Rocky really Patel not. San Andreas, which I really uh, enjoy. This cigar. What is that? Great cigar. So I was. You want one? I'll send you one. What I was it? gifted by my good man Mitch Rockwell, distinguished ruffians. This is some. I think maybe a five-year anniversary. I can't even read the writing on this bundle. But he mailed me one of these bundles, and I've been waiting to try this cigar. The band looks interesting. I, I don't know nothing about the cigar. He may have told me, you know, I you know it was months ago, but it's been sitting here, and uh, I'm gonna light one up. Let me send you one. Yeah, tell Rob to. Uh, I'll bring it, Asher. I got my boy. Asher, bring it go over. Give, go give this to Uncle Alex. Why not? Let's see. Let's see. It looks good. Here, go give that to Uncle Alex. Say hi to everybody. Hello. 
Halo. Yeah, it's got a. Let me take it out of the cello. More ruffian there. It's like a torpedo. Interesting. But it's got the little ruffian logo on the back. And then it's nice. got this. And it's got this on the front. Oh, the band is coming off. I wonder who made, you, we don't know who made it, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he probably told me. Okay. I'm pretty nice sure. Nice Bellicoso. It's a nice Bellicoso, yeah. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, I'll get the report on it. I'll have to get the lowdown from Mitch again what this is about. I mean, what this was. Um, Fourth of July, you guys doing anything? Flying to Vegas. Asher, close the door. You flying uh, to you Vegas? Fourth of July? Yeah. Yep. Oh, cool. My says at the complex early. Yeah, and not only that, it was incredibly cheap to fly out on Fourth of July. And yeah, because the everybody's house, we don't do it. We don't do it. Yeah, we don't do anything at the house anyway. My my kids are you know they're out of the house and everything. My wife's like, you might as well just go. Get rid of me. So that's funny. But yeah, so I'm getting out there uh the afternoon of Fourth of July. Uh, when do, actually, when do the next people when do the next people arrive? Thursday. So, so I'm, out, have, I'm out there. You're gonna have two old days by yourself, pretty much. To, yeah, I'll probably be doing content. Um, we're not gonna be in the compound until Thursday, so I'm at a hotel for two days. Uh, but I know I'm gonna have some content to finish up on Wednesday, and then I'll probably go to dinner with someone. You know, go grab a smoke at a couple of places. I, um, so people start. It's actually kind of good get in early, and I've done it before because once the show starts, it's really hard to have interactions with folks you want to see. Right. Kind of like the Great Smoke. I barely saw you. It, yeah. It, it, no, it's, right. it, 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 it's exactly like that. And then, oh, I didn't see it all. Or, you know, hey, it's like, then people want you to chase, they want to chase, you know, chase people down. Like, we're here, we're here. We just can't do that, you know. So, um, the, the, those two days early, I think, will be pretty good um, to do that. So. Yeah, Fourth um, of July is sort of Tuesday. It's a weird day. Those, those weird, middle of the week, weird, those middle of the week, yeah. Fourth of July are always kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know what you know we're what, gonna do. A... Probably use our kitchen. We got our, finally our kitchen back after about where we leave May twenty sixth. So yeah, over May, June, yeah, over a month. We had no kitchen for a month. So it's would you nice. eat out? You take out? Uh, we had, you know, so we we put like a mock station in the dining room. So there was a microwave, the coffee maker. Right, right. A couple of utensils in a cup. But, yeah, the rest was, like, microwave food or eat out. I mean, we literally had no kitchen, no sink, couldn't do dishes. You know, we had to clean stuff in the bathroom sink. Uh, it was kind of wild for a while there. But they pretty much just finished up everything yesterday. And now, you know, little tweaks here and there. But Brandy now can start putting all the – unboxing all the stuff. So she's got a hell of a right. weekend unboxing. So I think I'm going to put that kitchen to work Monday. Yeah, we when we were, I remember we replaced the stove. We had a couple of days without it, man. Oh God, this was everything. Long. We came yeah, back from Orlando. Day, we, yeah, we came back from Orlando. There was nothing but drywall. It was just a big <laughs> empty room. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, but it was long overdue for whatever reason. I think I've been in this house for uh, Zara's eleven, so about ten years, maybe a little over ten years, ten eleven years. For whatever reason, and I'm not bullshitting, everything in the kitchen decided to break down in the same 45 to 60 days. Like when I say everything, drawers fell off, cabinet doors fell off, the fridge broke, the microwave broke. Um, uh, what I mean, like literally everything went 
everything went haywire except the dishwasher, which was kind of not that old. So everything went haywire. So we just said, screw it. Got it. Yeah, we we looked out. One of my sons was working for an appliance company for a while. And um, we replaced every appliance but the dryer. And then after he left, of course, the dryer dies. So we got <laughs> right? a pretty good discount. Yeah, right. yeah. Wow. That's how it goes. All right. So what do we got going on this week? We got Drew Estate going back to the PCA. Yeah, I know we kind of just touched on this a little bit last week, but, you know, I think yeah. this deserves a little bit of time. I think it does, too. Um, it, they're coming back next year uh, in full force. So they won't be back this year, but they will be back next year. I'm not really surprised about it. I, I think there's... And you should have told me this a couple of weeks ago, pal. We could have made a leak happen. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. Dan is yeah, your nah. local neighborhood public adjuster. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So go ahead, Coop. Sorry about that. Yeah, there definitely was some thawing I heard. I think uh, over the past few months, I had heard that the PCA was reaching out to Drew State, vice versa. Last year, I think PCA went to one of the barn smokers. So there was some thawing going on. But the underlying theme I'm seeing with these companies coming back, and this is what they're saying, is they all have said the date change has, has impacted that decision. All three of those companies have made that statement to me. That the can, date can, change was can you part tell of. Tell me, as a guy who's not. You mean like the the wow. March date change? Yeah, April, April yeah. next year. Yeah, or whatever. I'm saying this is what they told me. Can you tell me? Because I'm going to tell you the reality of what I know. But right. can you tell me? In anything, any way you could possibly fathom, why you think that makes a difference to a manufacturer? I can't. Okay, the, I, the one thing I heard from them, and it, they said, "Well, it's it, it they think better be without attendance." Yeah, and they said something it about it. It, it makes more sense. It makes more sense for their year plan. I, it, it didn't. It doesn't. I didn't, hey, I didn't buy it either. I didn't buy it either. Okay. Just so you know. Now, I, I let me. I didn't. Let me tell you the fuckery of this. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the fact that I do know. Because from what I understand, it's going to New Orleans next year. Uh, I believe that's correct. Yeah, I think yeah. that we could safely say it's going to be in New Orleans 2025, not 2024, but 2025. Oh, is it 2025 New Orleans? Are you sure? 2024 is going to be Las Vegas Convention Center. That's confirmed. Okay. And then I believe 2025 will be New Orleans. I don't okay. think there's any way it's not. Yeah. I, I saw like like the New Orleans or Louisiana governor even made like concessions for right they had to get the tax like, exempt yeah they had to right. get the tax, the tax exempt stuff right 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 well, yeah that, that was a big thing the first year we were there they caused such a rackets they came on the yep. trade floor and they wanted taxation on the samples that manufacturers were giving to retailers yep and everybody got caught off guard and it was such a fiasco they gave the at that point i think it was still the rtda they gave the rtda a deal to come back I think two years in a row, maybe, or the next 2009, year. 2009, 2010, this was. Yeah. yeah. So, but I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what really fucks with the manufacturers is changing venue. Soccer talked about that on my show Thursday night. Yeah. Like he just doesn't want to see it bounce around from different cities. The next no, year. and if they do go to from city to city, which, look, I mean, look, back in the day, I promise you, most guys were, 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 most look here's the problem and maybe not so much today but back in the day most of these guys weren't most of the people that i grew up in this industry that i looked up to and said 
wow, these guys are the big guys in my industry, right? How do I get like them? And I'm, I'm talking like 20, 20 plus years ago. Right. They're the exact same people today if they're still in the industry, right? They haven't evolved. Nothing much has changed in their organization. They right. haven't grown, right? So most of these guys are, are using this as a write-off for vacation. So they like to see it change from this city to this city to this city to this city, right? I, I could care less what city it's in, really. I mean, it, it's this is a business trip. I'm going, doing my business, and getting the fuck out. But changing the venue is a nightmare for manufacturers. It is an utter nightmare. They have to, because they, people don't realize how much stuff they have in storage in the host city. Uh, that's what I was going to ask from a novice. I would assume that these guys just keep storage units in Vegas. Vodka keeps storage out in Vegas, yeah. right? Yeah, why would you lug it? Right. Why would you right. lug it back and forth? That's what I was going to ask. I assume Most that people just put it in storage or booze or whatever. This exact stuff that they're not going to touch or use until the next trade show. They just store it in, in Vegas. So now you got to haul everything from Vegas to New Orleans, which costs a lot of money. Yep. And right. then. If they change it the next year, they don't keep it there for at least three years. It's an utter catastrophe again. So I don't know what the change in date is going to do, but I'm going to tell you what I believe happened. I believe that, well, first off, it's probably a combination of things, right? General kind of got scooped in with Room 101 when they got acquired because Matt was already going there. So Forged kind of already had a presence, now kind of finagled its way back. Um, and the same thing's happening with Alec Bradley, right? Um, and then I always knew, because look, I, Rafi, Rafael Nodal is f from the era of the old school of this mm -hmm. industry, right? He's not a guy who came to this industry from the liquor universe and became CEO or whatever. He is from this old world. So I always felt that Altus would be the first to come back, you know, as, as full-fledged and as a company, which they did because right. I believe they started seeing how their lack of being there was giving a lot of other people a lot of extra exposure and opportunities. And while they were doing their best to maintain relevant, you know, which, you know, I think Altus and, and, and Drew Estate really had done a good job, STG and Davidoff and but I think Drew Estate and Altus found a way to stay relevant Scar community. They realized that their lack of presence there was having an adverse, somewhat of an adverse effect on them. So I knew Raphael would come back first, and I really thought Drew Estate wouldn't be far behind. And I think STG next year, STG hasn't announced yet, but they're going to be next. I think Davidoff will be the long, the long holdout that may maybe will definitely be the last or may never come back yeah i i i, I kind of read that a lot correct too and and um look i think it's really important to have some of these brands back but you know Altus has a lot of heritage brands and i'm kind this is kind of where i get romantic on stuff like this i'm very of into these heritage brands i mean it's great to see monte cristo and they're going to be launching a big monte cristo which the diamante which rafael talked about last week that's a big deal i mean so that cigar should be on the biggest stage here so I, I think that's a big deal for her. And I'm glad that I'm really glad that they're back. I I'm glad say they're not glad. I've heard people say they're not glad. I'm like, why wouldn't you be glad? Why? I think it helps what, everybody. What, yeah. Listen to me. I'm always a firm believer that a high tide raises all ships, but people look, instead of I me, mean, here's the thing. 
you're going to have to get creative on how to get people to your booth, right? Because, you know, companies like Altus and especially if Drew Estate comes back, they monopolize a lot of retailers' time on the floor. Their booths are usually action-packed, especially Drew Estate, you know, music, this, going on, blah, blah. You know, people are hanging out there, and that's less time they're walking around looking at other booths. And I think those are the kind of people that um, probably aren't happy they're coming back. Instead of upping their game, you know, trying to figure out, okay, well, what am I going to do to make sure people come visit me? You know, now they have to work for it, which probably most people aren't happy when they got to work a little harder. Right, right. I mean, I see a lot of these small companies. They, they, I get because I get the distribution. It's like, well, come to my booth. I don't know who you are. I don't know what your product is. Like, they just like, come to our booth. We're here. I'm like, can you give me like a one pager of what your company's about? Right. I mean, that's, I, to me, that just it, that's bit one hundred and one. It's a one hundred and one to do something like that. Let me tell you something. I mean, Alex, did you see the picture I, I texted you and Joey earlier this week? Uh, well, maybe it was you, Joey. How they got a fire? Oh yeah, this ad. It's gonna be shi- it's gonna be shiny, but um, this this it's ad right here. Speak. Yeah, I mean, th- this was an ad. This was an ad. In Drop the- it to me real quick. I'll put it up. It's a shitty picture. I'll send it to you. I'll, I'll, you want me put it in the Dropbox? Yeah, put in the Dropbox. Right. Put it in the box. It's 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 a really shitty uh, picture because it was glare. I wasn't using for anything. I was just texting to guys, and I literally said, the the, the, the marketing or graphic guy who for this just just. Should oh be yeah, 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 yeah. It just should be fired. But, but this is the psychology of a lot of um, the retailers now. You know, I mean, it's just. Uh, minimal minimal work minimal work uh, i think i did this right alex got me doing yep uploaded right to your folder uh, so but i mean this is the kind of market i mean this is this is what you're doing you 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 have an ad you took in a magazine and this this was your best effort to tell people come visit us come check us out i couldn't even read the name because you might have to turn it. You want me to show me to turn it for you before I send it? Wait a minute. What's it? What's it? It's it, it, just go to last modified. It's the last one that came in. It's uh photo June second, June two. It says June. Today, 4th. if you go to modify, I got it. I got it. I got it. Can you turn it, or do you need me to turn it for you? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Let me see what I can do here. <laughs> but like. I mean, Coop, you may have heard of this company, but when you see this ad, tell me if you can read the name. Okay. Uh, let me see what I can do here. I, don't I literally, for a second, thought they misspelled their own name, and I said, wow. That wouldn't be a surprise. <laughs> Dan, we're going to show you now. We're going to show you the ad. Yeah. I don't want to say the name of the company because um, I want to see if Coop could actually read the name. He might recognize it, though. I mean, who knows? But, yeah, so... So these guys that you know, really do the minimal effort, yeah, they're not thrilled about it. But I, is it better? Oh, here it is. Oh, I know this company. Battle What's Ground it called? Cigars. Battleground Cigars. Right. But, you know, if you look at the U and the N, it looks like the exact same letter. Yes. When I was trying to I, – I, I didn't recognize the company. So yeah. I'm really trying to – I'm like, what is it, Battle Grooves? I, 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 I couldn't even read it. But this is their ad. Stuff here. Yeah. This is their literal ad. Visit us this at is, booth one twenty thirty three. This is probably the most exposure this company is going to get before the trade wait, show. I'm going to give you a bit of better because I got something from this company as well. 
they send me a their press information is sending me press information from my competitor who covered them. Oh, like, that's great. That, yeah, like really, I'm gonna eat, I'm gonna actually go to my competitor and take their information. That's that was this company did that. I mean, I I, I it's hard to sympathize. I, yeah, you're right. One universe did you thought that this was going to be an attractive ad yep. that will say, "Hey, I need to check this company out." Because if anything, I look at that and I say, "Wow!" I just start laughing internally. I've actually smoked some of their cigars, and they're good. They're actually good, those cigars. But that's how they—I mean, their marketing. I just—I'm not surprised. Like I said, this is a company that sends to the media uh, a competitive thing. And I can't, you know, and here's the thing, I can't use any of that information. It's all their photos from previous trade shows and stuff. I can't go use that. All right. All right. Yeah. I mean, listen, that's the thing. Look, you know, some yeah. of the best cigars in the world have probably never been smoked, you know. Yeah. Your, your yeah. cigar can be great, but yeah. you can't get it out there if you can't communicate it to the people. You know, it's never going right. to catch anywhere. 1,000%. Never oh, yet. That was oh, terrible. Yes. Yeah. Totally agree. As a graphic artist background, 1,000%. Unless it's something genre- Pacific that you don't really, you know, no, no, I would seldom ever use that font. The worst. I agree. Totally agree. That's hilarious. <laughs> you, know, you know what? This could be a whole segment of KMA, the worst advertising and stuff of the trade show every year. We, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. Maybe I'll pull some stuff together from the trade show and we can kind of do that. You know, you'll be there too. So we can pull some stuff together. When we come back, we can kind of go through it. The worst booth, the stupidest thing I've seen. Oh yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're going to. We're gonna have fun one. with this. We're gonna do it. I, I love of, the idea. The worst. That's of, a good KMA content. We'll have I'm gonna out. go find that ad and get it hard printed because that really warrants like probably the worst ad ever. <laughs> I, I, I can't argue. It's like. Yeah, I mean, there's that. It literally looks like the type of advertising and and, and, and bad even for then that was done like 25 years ago, 30 years ago. Like when Kitchenado right. when just came out and people didn't really know how to make a cigar ad right and it was just cheesy. And... That, that doesn't even look like a good print ad is what I was going to say. Yeah. No, it's right. awful. Yeah, It's awful. Even the guy, do you know the people from that company? Is that guy an actor or is that one of the owners? I don't know. I mean, like I said, they, they have not been very proactive. Talk. This was the first year I ever got anything from them uh, through the media. And it was like, they haven't been big enough to, for me to put on the radar. Because, this is just because I'm going to tell you something. Them. If that's one of the owners, okay, super egotistical, but fine. At least you're the owner of the company. Yeah. If they yeah. used an actor for that, oh my god, yeah, just horrendous, horrendous. Yeah. So, Alex, you can mark them off. I'm pretty sure we'll never get Battleground cigars as an advertisement. I'll get that after you send me. So they probably still welcome our- if they want to send me press yes. press information. I will do it, but uh, yeah. I'm sorry, I cannot use my competitors photos that's their intellectual capital so there's no use. all right can't so cover. so yeah that's the that's the owner it was it the owner yeah it's the owner who also owns the shop he's in connecticut they're in connecticut, connecticut yes so this yes. is probably one of the most truest statements yeah not just of going to the show and and the sad part is most people really don't know this is one of the most truest statements of pretty much anybody starting a brand I can't tell you how many times, how many stories over my 30, almost 30 years of guys starting a brand and making so many mistakes because they didn't even know how to talk to a factory, what to expect to a factory. Um, 
How many times have you seen a, a line launch and the factory changes within a year, Coop? We had a conversation about this internally. Yes, quite common. And look, companies have been around five years. Small companies, how many times they've switched factories? There's some that have switched factories multiple times. Right. Most guys who start out in a brand, and I know people get excited, oh, it's a new brand. Yeah, they're going to make 20 mistakes. They don't, they don't really, you know, understand it. And the problem is, and what I really find shocking, right? When I really find it, they just don't ask enough questions. Because they'll listen to the first guy that's willing to talk to them, the first podunk manufacturer or somebody that's willing to talk to them. They don't really go ask questions, and they don't even realize is, well, why did you talk to the company? Well, I never really thought they would do anything. Well, did you ask? They don't even ask. So you get stuck in this track and they really go through a lot of heartbreak and turmoil. And if they're lucky, they may find their way. Most yeah. of them won't. I mean, I've been very critical of a lot of the cigar media for not covering certain booths because they don't try to do that. You know, they, they, you know, they don't, they don't even try to go into the booths. And I'm like, why aren't you covering the Oliva booths? I said it every year. Like people are not, and by the way, we've had never had a problem covering the Oliva booth. They've always been great to us. So I don't know, understand, because there's not some jazzy personality you're not going to get. And I think that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing people cover the personalities more than the, than the brands and the products lately. Well, so, I mean, it's kind of where probably the entertainment side of this comes in, right? I mean, it's fun to listen to a Steve Soccer interview because he's going to entertain you. That's a different. He's a diff, completely different. Yes, he's completely. You know, and he's at the trade show to talk to media. That's why he's. Yeah. There. It, he's it's that, fun to talk does, to yeah. Matt Booth because he's going to entertain you. Yep. You know. Um, I mean, I gonna... get there's entertainment stuff, but then I see certain brands covered. I'm like, I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, I think. I. Do you have a problem? Or are you going going somewhere? No, I'm going somewhere. I okay. got a spot. Um, but um, I think you got to do both as a correspondent, right? You got to cover the entertaining guys and the newsworthy material that's not going to be yeah. with that entertaining guy. I agree. I agree. You know, you want to tell me what you just did to me? Hey, guys. You want to tell me what you just did to me? You want to tell me what you just bared to me? Are we, are we live? Yeah, we're live. Hey guys, good morning. How are you? Did you not think I was going to come out here after you so graciously showed me your ass? Uh, I did not. Oh, you threw him in the back. You in the back office and mooned you. Yeah, pale, pale as can be too. It's it's not pale. It's not pale. Pale. Uh, but Abe, Abe, I get the dollar. I win the dollar, right? No, I wouldn't. I didn't offer you. You just did that because you're crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm a doctor. <laughs> I, I really wasn't going to tell people you were a doctor, but yeah, you threw it out there. Should I tell them who sponsored the show or no? Who sponsored the show? Tell Good. us who Go ahead. Go ahead. Here's your play. Go ahead. Today's live episode of KMA is brought to you by Vagisil. Something gone wrong, and it's the smell of your thong? Vagisil. And by Tampax. If your uterine lining looks like the elevator from The Shining, Tampax. Have a good day. All right. I'm done. He probably rehearsed that all week. I'm pretty sure he probably rehearsed that. That is a good doctor, smoking, socialite, regular. Uh, yeah, I can hear them laughing outside. He probably, <laughs> he probably rehearsed that all weekend in front of a mirror. Well, people want to get on KMA. 
As soon, you know the doctor rehearsed that like all week in front of a mirror. No, no, no. That's his go-to. That's his go-to. Unfortunately, see, see, for guys like him, right, you can't really put him on the spot because he's ready. He used to do that. He used to do like that kind of shit. It's like he's ready. I can't either, you know, I can't put him on the spot and, you know, him kind of clam up. He's ready to go, as we as we just saw. Is he kind of? And here comes. Yes, there we go. He is actually the, uh, the he is actually the oral surgeon to the stars at Smoke In. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. Interesting. Content. It was content for the show, I guess. There you go. So sorry, I forgot. The, I forgot uh, what the fuck we were even talking about. Yeah, we were talking about PCA and booze and. and- Shitty got more, it got more interesting. It got a lot more interesting. Yeah. Although I'll just say this: there is no bigger drama when when it comes to the PCA trade show. Our audience loves this drama around the PCA show. Where it's going to be? What they they want some dirt out of the PCA trade show? It is the it is that's why I invest so much time in it. it there's it's the biggest piece of content I have every year on Cigar Coop. The drama. The drama. I, I, oh, this debate about where the trade show is and where the venue is. It's it's. Hey, for, for 15 years, it's been, this is, it's always 15. the big story. How about since the year I got into this industry, this has been like the same topic, the time of year and the location and the location the time of year and the location. I haven't been in this industry for one minute without this being yeah. an, a topic or an issue that needs to be discussed about yeah. the trade show. And, and I'm telling you, they waited on the new or- They're waiting on the new Orleans decision until after the trade show, because it's going to cause a crap storm when that happens. Because when what happens when they, when they announce they're going to New Orleans, you're gonna because people remember the New Orleans show. It's not announced already. It's not announced yet. Oh, did it's I leak all, it? No, it's for all. Pra- I think it's not been officially signed yet. But for okay. all practical purposes, everything I'm hearing is it's not going back. They've been PCA has been transparent on this, but they haven't officially. I don't think the ink's been dried yet. Is what I'm saying, but or maybe and they're just waiting. But again, I think there's gonna be. A, I remember 2015. And people who are at that 2015 trade show are going to have memories of that. You're going to see people upset when that happens. You know, you know what's super, super, super sad yeah. for me? My kids have been blessed and traveled and seen a lot of places. The one place they absolutely adore, when I say all the kids, from the oldest to the youngest, that they're dying to go back to is New Orleans. It's a good city. I mean, it's well, got its points. It's part of the city. You're good to see, yeah. They're all artsy. They all paint and draw and do stuff. And they're all musicians, so they love music. Yeah. The street music back. And they're all foodies, and they love that kind of food, right? Yeah. So they just loved New Orleans. This would have been the first time ever in the trade show I would have taken my family. I would let Brandy walk through the kids. But it's not in summer now. They'll be in school. Yeah. Literally, after 28 years in the industry... First trade show, I'm saying, listen, I'll take the kids. They'll have a great time. They're dying to go back to New Orleans. Brandy and I are already going. And, you know, Brandy doesn't, she comes on the show floor for a couple hours. You know, I mean, you know, she doesn't spend all day on the show. She could have went and had fun with the kids throughout the city and whatever. And this is going to be, unless it lands on spring break, which I doubt, this is going to be uh, sad. They won't be able to go. No, it's, uh, we, we, when it was in Orlando in 2012, I know my family came down that year. So I went to the trade show and then we did the family vacation right after that. 
So, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we combined. My kids really didn't express an interest in Vegas and New Orleans. So now, no. now my boys are interested in Vegas. But it's a No story. way. It's going to be in March next year? Breaking news. Breaking. Breaking. Are you not listening? You do know that William Cooper. You, do, you don't know we covered that. Yeah, we show, did, right? we did, we, I think we covered that on Cigar Coop, yeah. <laughs> I, and we covered it on KMA as well, yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, Tom. You know what we're gonna do, Tom? We're gonna have we're gonna have a smoking get together, maybe in New Orleans. How about that? My kids a socialite, a socialite. uh, I think for us, it's not bad. It's only like an eleven-hour drive from here. We drove when we went. I drove in fifteen from Charlotte. Maybe thirteen. Yeah, about sixteen from Charlotte. I mean, it's not that bad actually. No, it's not. It's a nice ride. It's not, and it's not really bad driving either. Yeah, for us, it's easier to drive because I have equipment and stuff, so it's a lot easier to deal with it in a car than shipping and having a plane. Well, we kind of do these things with the kids because you know I believe yeah. having a road trip is part of childhood that you need yep. to experience. Yep. So we do this thing, and we kind of been pretty standard with it. It's fly one year for vacation, drive one year. So last year we flew, this year was a drive, and, you know, and then that kind of keeps it fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Smoke in invades New Orleans. I like New Orleans. New Orleans is good. Like I said, there's parts that are. Uh, it, it's just not a great place for a trade show. No. For our type of trade show, because you just there's not a lot of places to smoke. I mean, so that that's where really where it's been the problem. So, what else we got going on? Anything else? Let's see here. Did we touch on? Uh, did we go in depth on Davidoff? I mean, do we think they're ever returning? Uh, you know, I mean, look, they should. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. If General does come back, that's going to put a hard press for Davroth to still stay out. I mean, literally, they would be the only company. How long could that go for? I I think that the, if they would have come back, I would come back at least with Avo and Camacho. And I understand the Davidoff piece is a little different. That's why. But wait, 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 wait. You think they would come back without the appointed merchant? The whole booth is the appointed merchant booth. It is, but they could brand the, they could just come back and say, hey, Camacho, have a Camacho booth or an Ava booth. That's how okay, they. Okay, so explain to me the rationale. Why would that make a difference to them? Because smaller booths? Smaller booths, and you're trying to, those brands are not restricted by appointed merchant, you know, being an appointed merchant. Because appointed merchant is going to, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, they're going to buy no matter what. Whether it's a trade show or not, there's actually no reason to buy Davidoff there. But, but right, that's what I'm saying. There's no reason there's to buy no, Davidoff there's there. No, there's no deal. There's no nothing. But why not just listen? Davidoff booth probably, if my recollection serves me correct, was the biggest booth ever at a trade show. They was had like, some, uh, yeah. The last one that I remember was a city. You know, just change your booth, scale it they, down, make and it was all. It was like Davidoff world, literally. You know, yeah, change it, it down. Was. Are you telling me to hold on? Yeah, just a- answer questions for, for oh, people. Oh, it, it's an appointed merchant. So Davidoff, who owns the brands, Avo, Camacho, and whatever other ones I can't remember, Zeno, um, you have to be an appointed merchant to carry the actual, what we call what they call white label, the Davidoff branded cigar, the really expensive one. Signature, yeah. anniversary, yeah. Nicaragua. Yeah, Yamasa, all that stuff. Yeah. So there are only typically 
I mean, I'm not sure where the number lands now, but it's typically a couple hundred plus. Right. That's what I would say. Merchants. So in the whole country, there's only a couple hundred cigar shops that are allowed to carry that brand. Now, you may walk into somebody's shop and you see them have it. They may get it transshipped or bought it, you know, from somebody else to have it, but they're really not appointed merchants. I mean, they can't order directly from Davidoff and stuff like that. Yeah, and they're on the second, you're probably paying more for those too. In of course, because they didn't yeah. buy it directly yeah. from yeah. Davidoff. Yeah. So that's what an appointed merchant is. So, um, but you can make a new booth and have a small section designated for your appointed merchants because what they would do is want to show maybe some of the new releases coming up so you can cater to the couple hundred appointed merchants that may be there, you know what I'm saying? But um, I, don't, I don't see a benefit to exclude not having Davidoff there if you're going there already with Camacho and Alvo and all the other crap. So here's the problem. Look, if you're going to bring Davidoff to the, the Davidoff brand to the trade show, Davidoff's a luxury brand. You got so they got to go over. The, they got to go over the top with everything. Like, what? Like, look, that's what that's what the Atabe folks did. They went over the yeah. top with that booth, right? Davidoff's got to have a booth that's worthy of the Davidoff name. And you know, I've seen what they've had at TPE, and it's kind of embarrassing because that's not what da- Davidoff's always about. I always associate Davidoff with a luxury brand. So let so, me ask you. So let me ask you a question. What do they come back as? What do you put on the booth? That's why if you if you don't have Davidoff, if, if, if you, you gotta have Davidoff, it's gotta be Davidoff if, if Davidoff's at the booth. I still think okay, even if Davidoff is not at the booth, what do you call it? So let's say you have a Camacho booth, you do something with the Camacho, you know, fire uh, the bowl thing or the barbecue thing. They, they could they could set something, theme it up like that. You could do Avo obviously with a music booth with that. Um, we we have that, you know, where you can kind of brand it that way. But I think if you bring Davidoff, you got to have the A-game booth. And that's going to cost them a lot of money. Listen, the coop, you can still have an A-game booth without it being a city. It's got... Okay. I get what you're saying. Um, uh, 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 you know, Alfonso's booth, Adabama, it's not a huge booth. It's not a huge booth, but... It's nice. You walked in, you felt like you were in a luxury car showroom. Well, you could booth. do that. And, to, and for yeah. Davidoff to make a booth that size... Even a little bit bigger than that would be fractional of what they used to spend. True, I'll give you that. That's true. Be fractional. Yeah. Davidoff had towers, cities. It yeah. looked like a city, two floors, two story segments. I mean, it was crazy. So oh, it was just yeah. I mean, they they even had some ex- like areas where they had the most exclusive cigars, just dedicated to that exclusive cigar. Um, I remember when it was the they had different brand sections in the booth too. Like Room One Hundred One was in that booth one year. You know, they did a Winston Churchill section. Is this an oxymoron of a statement? Am I misunderstanding it? Davidoff Cigars is literally the marketing marketing arm for Davidoff Global, which means that it's important. And then he says the cigars are about 5% of the corporation. I think I think that's, I don't think that's, that last part's right. I mean, well, the, the, the actual, it's out of I don't know if he means Davidoff itself or auditing your group, because auditing your group right. would probably be even less. Right. Yeah, they're, they're, they're in everything. I mean, but they, I mean, look, there's always been stories about Davidoff being acquired, right? That's going to be close to a billion dollar acquisition if anyone tried to acquire Davidoff. And it's not a small acquisition. That will make Alec Bradley's look 
dwarf compared to if someone tried to get Davidoff. So when you That's talk about Davidoff, are you talking about just the cigars division or Davidoff Global or the Ottinger Group? Because it's very late. I'm talking about Davidoff Global. Okay. Yeah, which is the which is the premium luxury premium cigar, um, which would include cologne, leather goods. It could, yeah. I mean, I don't. Some of that stuff they license out, from what I understand. They don't produce it; they license those things. Like I know that, for example, Davidoff they have Davidoff cigarettes, right? But those that are not Commonwealth. Like, Commonwealth got a license. And yeah, it, they got a license for that. Yeah, and I think it's the same on. with some of those other products. Do you remember the number? don't if my memory serves me correct and i, I would need a really yeah. geek to to but commonwealth acquired the rights to make cigarettes and put davidoff's name on it for 500 million dollars wow. so go. i think you're i think your one billion dollar estimate it, is probably it, low Right, you're right because those licenses. If carry the a cigarette lot. licensing alone was yeah, half yeah. a billion, and I, maybe Alex, you can Google it. Yeah, you're right. Commonwealth Tobacco, Commonwealth Tobacco, I believe was the company, and Casey might be old enough to remember. Yeah. But Commonwealth Tobacco was the company that acquired the cigarette rights yeah. from Davidoff, and if I remember correctly, it was like a half a million dollars, a half a billion dollars. Yeah. And those licenses carry a lot of like value, yeah. To have it was licenses. crazy. Can yeah. you imagine? So yeah, we're look again. That's a huge. Like I heard someone say, "Well, you know, STG's got so much money for an acquisition." I'm like, Davidoff's worth much. This Davidoff's a monster. People, don't, Davidoff's a global monster. Alan, I know they don't have it anymore, but the Commonwealth is, I believe, when they Davidoff first gave up the rights to making the cigarette, and I, I think, I know that Commonwealth doesn't have it anymore. And Alan Rubin, another encyclopedia of shit. Be interesting. I, but yeah, I was going to be very upset if the trade show leaves Vegas. That guy loves Vegas. I could, I could live or with it yeah. and live without it. I mean, let's listen. Let's, I'm just going to be honest with you. For me, as a just a human being, I hate Vegas. Me too. Because it just costs me so much money. Right. My wife and I are going to dinners, and there's no, like, any decent restaurants in Arm and a Leg in Vegas now. Not like when I was growing up, man. You could eat, like, relatively inexpensive in Vegas, right? Yep. Those days are gone. Gone. You know, gone. Everything in Vegas is through the roof. My wife will probably go shopping into buying something. You know, if I'm lucky, I, if I'm lucky and I don't run into Eric Espinosa, I could stay away from the gambling tables for for most of the show, if not all the show. But if I get caught there, that's another probably devastating part of the trip. And Eric doesn't play the penny slots, okay? Let's oh, be, hey, Eric's hey, in the hey, high rollers area, okay? Yeah. I'm you telling you, a, yeah. You want to make a corporation, bro? Yeah. We'll make a corporation. Like $200 minimum probably is what he's dealing with. So, yeah, that's going to cost you, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. So, um, yeah, so for it not to be in Vegas, I'm all right with it. Yeah, no. Only- I'm, I'm, like I said, I don't think there's a better place to have it, but I can live without Vegas. Correct. Is, yeah, but I the still think it's the best cool place for us to have the show. There's some pretty epic restaurants in Vegas, but once again, costing you an arm and a leg. You know, um, I found it interesting too. Is you know that that Michelin won't won't award Vegas any more Michelin stars. Why not? I don't know. I want to, you know, but a lot of there Vegas restaurants been, are cop- Michelin, there's a lot of copycat restaurants in Vegas. Michelin too. hasn't raided Vegas anymore. I think it's been like five years or so. Yeah. 
so people are you know who've won it in the past obviously still claim it you know michelin rated restaurant but yeah they stopped they stopped doing vegas don't know why hmm. interesting yeah we, we i mean and then you know there are some fines you can go off the strip but the problem is going off the strip is going to cost you money at that point because you got to get there so you know it doesn't really like i said you can find yes better value off the strip but you're going to pay the same money with cabs and stuff like that so we will we will miss being in Vegas when we're not in Vegas for a lot of reasons. Oh, I, I'm telling that was the point. Yeah, and I agree with Matt, and I think that's going to be when you hear this New Orleans thing come up, it's gonna you're gonna see people suddenly say, "Why are we doing this?" Like you're gonna, well, I'm just because people 2015 was not a good trade joke. Listen, it was, it was they not said a good it the last, They said it the last three times it was in New Orleans. Yeah, I had no problem with New Orleans. I liked it. You know, I enjoyed the food. The smoking great was tough. The smoking was tough in fifteen because it got very restrictive. Well, you know what's nice? Yeah, it's not going to be in July, so you can go outside, find nice some places to have a cigar and chill out. A lot of most of the places you can't smoke outside. Really? It's very heavy. That's the other thing. Is there's a very heavy smoking ban in New Orleans. So there, there, you're not going to have an area like an outdoor area where you can sit like and, and gather and have a smoke. You're going to be outside standing up having a cigar is how it's going to be. You know, this is, this is just such a true statement. I mean, why complain? Whatever it is, it is. Go in, do the show, get out. The, the complaining doesn't it just. I agree. I agree. I think, there's a, I think there is a part of being spoiled what we've had in Vegas for the last almost 10 years. So, you know, it's. You know, there's people, like you said, Abe, who go to this not to buy, but they go because it's like a vacation. And now they're going to say, well, I can always still do the buying piece outside the show. Why do I need to go to New Orleans and I can't really enjoy my that, – that's where this comes in. And so I don't think it's whining. In the, I, I do agree we whine as a society and even as an industry. But in this case, I think there's some valid reasons. Why, and I think that they're going to have to deal with that in 2025. It's honestly, but you see this change of venue and location is 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 accommodating the winers. It, you know, it's funny. It's going to accommodate the winers. But that's exactly but, what they're doing. They should just small, leave it in it's Vegas. A it's yeah, a small they should just leave it in Vegas. Make Vegas the location. Vegas would probably be the the last haven that will never turn you away. Right. And just resign to that fact and let the people whine. They're they're gonna, gonna like, we always say that yeah, gonna somebody's going to whine either way. Find, no uh, matter people, what. People whined about Vegas when it moved to the Las Vegas Convention Center. Remember that? Remember the, oh, this was hard. People were complaining about it when it moved out of the Venetian. And so much, what they moved it back and took a contract that didn't make sense for the organization. I didn't go to the year they moved it out of the Convention Center. Out it of the wasn't Venetian. that bad. It wasn't that bad. But, the host hotel it, wasn't as nice. That was it's, in, it's, in, it's in the Venetian this year, yeah? Yeah, this is the last year it's in the Venetian. And then if they go back to Vegas, it'll be at the convention center. Yeah, 2024 is the convention center. That's confirmed. And and which hotel do we stay at then? It was the Westin was one of the hotels. And then the other two hotels are further away from the convention center. Like Resorts World is one of them. Nice place, uh, but it's, 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 it's an Uber ride. I think most people will probably stay at Resorts World. Resorts World is very nice. Uh, I went there last year, and we actually went to the eight lounge there. Really, nice, and that's a nice smoking lounge they have there. 
Uh, it was that's a really and resorts were, from my understanding, they they actually want the trade show at some point, but they don't have the facility to give us. They don't have a venue, but that's where Cigar Aficionado does have the big smoke now. Because, but that's a smaller event, so they can they can't host that. They just can't host a, a trade show. So, did you not like the convention center compared to the Sands Expo? I thought it was fine. It was fine. I thought it was fine. Like I said, uh, where did you stay? We have the compound, so we were we're off we're off site. So it don't affect you at all. Because for, like, for me, I like the Sands Expo because I come down on the elevator. I got to walk, you know. Right, half that, a mile, what, and I'm there. In, people, and I walk half a mile like indoors, air conditioned. And it's a nice hotel. Everything's yeah. central. You don't have to go outside. Um, yeah. yeah, and there, there are places, there are some areas you can smoke in the casino. You know, there's casino lounges where you can smoke. So it's not, it's not a, it, it, ideally, it's it's not bad to do that. Um, you know, I remember the year they, they pulled the circle bar out. I thought people were going to lose their minds. And then right? they replaced it. Oh, that was like. I'll never forget. I, I put a story up that the Circle Bar closed. It was one of the most read stories in the history of Cigar Coop that the Circle Bar was was being replaced. I, yes. I was getting I was getting phone calls on this thing. Like, is this true? I'm like, yeah, it's true. I confirmed it with the management. When it's in the convention center, what's the nearest hotel? The Westin. The Westin. It's connect. It's it, the one that's connected to the convention. It's connected, center. so it's an indoor walk from the Westin to to the convention center. Is I, I don't know where the Western is off the top of my head. Is it? A, um, is it a not nice Par- hotel? It's not. It's an older. Ho- it used to be the old That's Las Vegas hotel. Yeah, so it's older. It's not quite like Venetian is a very nice hotel. I mean, it is one of the nicest hotels on that strip. All right. Yeah. Well, that kind of wraps up this hour of KMA Talk Radio. We we haven't decided a season seven of uh, Tale of the Tape, have we? We gotta come up with that. What do you mean? I we thought did. we did. We I announced. thought we did last week. We announced it. Okay, well, what, oh, uh, TV Tough Guys? TV. Yeah, it's on your sheet, bro. Filming TV Tough Guys. Oh, there we go. It, it didn't start How, this week, did how's it? How's Paul going to do that one now, I'm wondering? Mm. They're all going to be Disney Tough Guys. Yeah. Are they Disney Tough Guys? I don't know. Uh, Captain Hook? I don't know. <laughs> Captain Hook? Yeah, Captain Hook. Who knows? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we're going to have more up. We're going to have more coming up an hour to don't go anywhere folks keep it lit my name is rafael nodel from aging room and tabacalera usa since i was a little kid i fell in love with a musical form called sonata there are many famous sonatas from fantastic composers and musicians like beethoven liz rasmaninoff Mozart, and I wanted to have my own sonata. So I dedicated my sonata to Nicaragua, but I didn't write my sonata with musical terms. I composed my sonata with tobacco leaves. I teamed up with my great friend and tobacco master, Eje Fernandez, and together, together we created these blends. This cigar has subtle notes, it's not aggressive, has some great flavor, some character, and amazing aroma. So I dedicated my sonata to Nicaragua, the land of volcanoes and lakes. Cheers. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes.
Honesty and Beer with the Goat to tell you about Smokin's Cigar of the Month Club. Alex, tell our fans out there why our club is the best darn club out there. Absolutely. I'll tell you why. Because every month I personally handpick five premium cigars. No filler, no fluff, no fugazi. These are all premium handmade name brands that you can find in any brick and mortar store in your area. All delivered to your door for $34.95. And our average monthly retail value since the inception of our club has been almost $57. Another great feature about the Cigar of the Month Club, Alex, tell them about the ease of our Cigar of the Month Club. I'll tell you, I hate subscription services. It's always a pain to cancel them, turn you know, turning them on. We've made it super simple. All you gotta do is log into your account. There's a little green button there. If it's green, you're active. You wanna take a break, going out of town, simply hit the button and you'll deactivate your membership. Wanna turn it back on? Exact same easy process. You can turn it right back on. We've made it that easy for you. Another great feature is our Double Down Club. Alex, tell them about the Double Down Club. We had so many of our members reach out to us, really enjoyed our selections every month. They wanted to know there was a way they can get two. And we've made that very simple. With a simple check mark, you can get double this great selections every month and save $10. Does our club have perks? Of course you have perks. You want to tell them about the perks? As a member of our club, every month there's a special discount code where if you like any of the selections, we will offer them to you so you want to come and get some more. You can get them at a special discounted rate for our Cigar of the Month Club members. And finally... Expedited shipping. Tell them how fast we get the stuff out, Alex. We get the stuff out on the 28th of every month. Our membership bills on the 28th, and we get every member's package out on the 28th if it's a shipping day. Five great reasons and what makes Smoking Cigar of the Month Club the best club out there. Check it out. Peace. Hey, I, uh, I really appreciate you doing the video with me. Thanks. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. I mean, you didn't let me get a word in, but what about it? Yeah, that was great. It's perfect. Welcome back, folks. Hour number two of KMA Talk Radio here with the regular KMA crew, Alex the Goat Tavella, and the man who always has a scoop of what's going on, William Cooper. Welcome back, everyone. This is an example of a hostile work environment. What did I miss? What was the hostile work environment? Us talking about our commercial? Is that what that was? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's Those great. who know, my friend. Those who know. Thank you. We'll keep delivering bangers the best we can every month. You know, it's kind of hard to make a couple thousand people happy. Absolutely. It's no easy task. Absolutely. You do a good job with that club, though. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. And, you know, I don't know what everybody does, but I'm just going to tell you, I believe we put more effort in that club than probably anybody else in for their clubs. I mean, we put really hardcore effort hunting down new ones, picking them out, getting them ready, and then you know, just the whole packaging process. But we uh, we, we really work on it. And um, it's, it's, it's I, everybody, I love the comments. It's one of the 
things I, that really kind of perks me up every week, every time I see people uh, comment about it. It's uh, it's no easy task, that's for sure. No, I, I remember when you guys were packing those things over in the lounge before you had the warehouse. You know, I and listen, especially one of them. To, to not, you know, what are we, three years? We're over three years in. Um, to not really have repeats, it's, you know, it's not as one easy as One repeat. What was the, yeah, but it was a good repeat. Yeah, I did it on purpose. So first off, it's not three years; it's four years in now. Now we're not four years in yet. Uh, you we're, bet? We're, we're three and change. You want to bet? Um, you want to bet live on the air? We almost lost another one to me a couple days ago. Let me think. Uh, maybe not. It was May, right? So we are. Yeah, we're not. Four years. Yeah, we are four years. In. Four years. The dad, yep, Alan Rubin, right? always, always, a, always an encyclopedia of useless facts. That was the one repeat. So that was one of my favorite cigars, and it was in early. It was in month number. Uh, How did he know? He's not even a subscriber. You know, I'm telling you, he's a a, 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 a thing of useless facts. This guy knows shit that's mind blowing. But I think I got my thing here. That cigar. Uh, let me check it. Actually, that cigar. See, look at my handy Bible, my cigar of the month Bible, so I don't make repeats. Um, that that here it is. Stab it up. Seven hundred two. Stab it up. Seven hundred two was originally in month number six. So it was our first six months of the club, and I put it in there because I loved that cigar. That cigar was one of my favorites. And so at that time, our membership was low. You know, it was in the you know low hundreds, right. and um. Davidoff announced they were going to discontinue the 702. And I said, what? So I literally bought a shitload, thousands of Yeah, stuff. what do you got? What do you got? We literally yeah. bought them in, the, and, not, um, not even in 100-count coffins. We bought them just to have them. Yeah, and, and because most of the membership, by the time it, this was now at month 26, so 20 months later, almost two years later, most of the membership had never experienced the first time around and probably may never get to get that cigar because they were discontinuing it. I repeated that cigar in month 26. So when I tell you we work harder on Cigar of the Month Club than anybody who has that information on the spot like that. So that was that was uh, the only repeat. Nick, I made a faux pas. It wasn't, we weren't 15 people away. We were 115 people away. I was getting tired. My math was a little off. I, yeah, it, it says four, it's uh, 4,885. So I was like, oh, we're 15 people away from 5,000. Nope, it's 115 people away. But we'll get there. We'll get there slow and steady. And Wins the race. Slow and steady wins the race. So we're just going to let that grow. Anyways, uh, it's time to, uh, it's going to be probably, it's become now, let's test Coop's musical acumen. <laughs> it's time to test <laughs> our musical acumen in a wonderful segment brought to us by the fine folks at Avo Cigars. We're going to see if you can name that jam. Well, it's your show. 
All right, here we go. So I don't know. This one could go 50-50. You may get this one. You may not. Um, all I'm going to say is if I was making a list of the funnest songs of all time, this is definitely in my top 10. That's all I'm giving you. Here we go. Time to name that jam. I know the song. Oh, I love the song. Is it a Motown song? Uh, it's not Motown, but let me hear it again. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, this, this is the best way because it's just enough to strike a bell, but fucking not enough to name it. Oh, it's tough. Yeah, I can hear the music. I'm hearing this is 60s, late 60s. That's why I thought it was Motown, that genre. I yeah, know it. yeah. It was in a movie. It was in a movie. Nobody up. Casey says, I love this song, but I guess he can't name it. One more? I'll give you just one more. Oh, this looks like it's a good one, man. We're, we're stumping a lot of people. Not a lot of... Not a lot of... Is it the Isley Brothers? And it's not the Isley Brothers. It's not the Isley Brothers. Okay. A lot of fun. guesses. This is a fun song. This is a fun song. Not a lot of guesses coming across the board. No. no. I feel like everybody will know the song. Are you sure? Uh, I, I, I know I know it. I just can't name it. I know I know it, too. I'm going to I'm gonna probably be regret it like once. All right. Let's, let's, let's find out whose jam this is. That's a good. That was a good one. You know, you're really good at finding these songs that people will know, one. but it's really an obscure band, an obscure song. I mean, this, mm. oh, I mean, I know this song. I've heard it, but I would have could have. I I couldn't have told you the name of the band for a million dollars. Can anybody for name the movie? No, nobody, nobody can name the movie either. Yeah, of course, of course, Alan. Yes. Oh, I think I know the movie. No, I don't know the movie. Alan, you should go on a game show. You really should. It was in Home Alone. Home Alone too, and he was in the shower and Uncle with Uncle Frank. Yeah. 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 There you go. Well, there you have it, folks. We were unable to name that jam. Kudos to uh, the goat. We did a movie. (laughs) Brought to you by the fine folks over at Avo Cigars. That is not an obscure song, Nick. No, it's not. It's not. I mean, that is it's not a... an obscure song. Literally, Alex. <laughs> it's a one-hit wonder, yes. I'll say it's a one-hit wonder, but it's not. The band was the Capitals. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. Definitely not an obscure song. One-hit wonder, maybe. I don't know. I got to look at there. You know, a lot of those 60s ones, you'd be surprised, these guys. I don't know. I'd like to address this, even though this is not the forum for it. Well, Paul, it's a very simple question. Some people don't like to judge a cigar and smoking just one. Coop will tell you this. Coop, how many cigars do you smoke for a review? Three. He smokes three. Yeah. So but that's the idea. You you get to get this. If you want, you could buy more. I mean, you buy. So you know, you buy so more. the double down has actually been very successful, and you know, I don't know why it's an issue. You just don't get it if you don't like it. But um, it's really simple. You know, the people who have followed us for three years and 
like you have know the track record of the quality cigars we put and it's very logical to say hey one i'd like to try it more than once to really determine if it's something that's in my wheelhouse or not well i mean for me have, whatever if never i i always smoke a cigar i don't like i mean unless it's like a total dog shit rocket but i always right. smoke a cigar i don't care for off the bat twice to make sure you know maybe it wasn't you know i don't want to just cross it off and, and i've had that happen where i smoked one and i didn't really care for it. and i came back and i said oh I, you know i missed i missed something there. Yeah. and here's what another great reason you got a neighbor that you smoke cigars with you order a double down now you each can smoke one yeah, and every, or together and every, not to mention not to mention that the double downs are ten dollars savings too so everyone there's enough reason right there why people would double down everyone who smokes cigars who entertains guests at any point should have that box that you don't care what they go and grab and if it's not in your taste, that's where that cigar should go. Literally. So, bought it up on that forum. I just thought I'd address it on the forum. But, yeah. All right. So, what do we got coming up in hour two? It, not a lot. I, I see you wrote this topic down, but I've been hesitant to bring it up because I wasn't sure of this. I, I figured this was going to be. Unless you checked already, one thousand percent in scoop, uh, coops. We have a ton of news, so we can we can talk about this. All right, you guys discussing this? Is, this is up. The other one is there's, okay. Right. There's so much news. Yes, don't worry about it this week. <laughs> okay, so we let's about talk 30 about stories this week. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure you guys got a photo of this thing. Let's let's just throw it up there so people have an idea of what we thought. This about. is one of those things. There's a few. He has multiple ones. Yes, he's right. He's, done, so he's, he's, bringing, got, he's bringing $30 million in ashtrays there? Correct. Correct. Oh, man. We wonder if he's going to have two guards there this year now. I was going to say, how is this not a heist in progress? Right. He had a security guy there last year with the with the Dude. Guards. Dude. Let me just tell you something. A crew could storm that convention center, throw those three things in a bag, and be out of there before anyone could do anything and get lost in Vegas. <laughs> this is a heist waiting to happen this is a movie waiting to happen like literally are you telling me you're bringing 30 i mean look the reality of the matter is is it really worth 30 million, 10 million each i have no idea i don't know what jewels he's got on that thing i don't know if it says it in the press release or whatever it's but like 400 carats worth of jewels yeah i mean if there's really 30 million dollars of well, shit sure in three ashtrays I'm sure I, mean, I, just don't, I don't know how a heist doesn't happen yeah i mean coop you know where the convention doors is, right? Yeah. I just want you to picture this. And, and this happens. I had nothing yeah. to do with it. But imagine how easy it is for a van to pull up right at those outdoor convention doors, right? Six guys armed, storm in. You could be in the convention door in literally 30 seconds less, probably 20, right? Yeah. From, from pulling it. So in 20 seconds, you're at the convention hall storming in. Everybody's frozen. They see these six guys running in. They run straight to the freaking Septima booth, take out the one part-time mall cop that's sitting in front of the thing, right? Throw three ashtrays in a bag, and you're back in the car in less than 90 seconds and gone in Vegas before anybody would have the time to make a call or figure... This is like a perfect heist waiting to happen. Listen, man, I'm 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 taking applications for Goats Eleven now, so let me know. 
I'm but, just uh, telling you, man. I this can't argue, like, Abe. I have no, is, I have no counter on that. You're right. I mean, look, once he got one guy, he had one guy last year for what? How many million dollars with all the lighters? The lighters, I think, yeah. were fifteen million. They were five, three, no, five no, million no, 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 no. Yeah, three, five. Yeah, million yeah, three, five million dollar lighters. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. he had one dude for fifteen million dollars. I mean, come on, dude. Even if the guy is armed, what's he going to do with six guys storm in with you know automatic weapons and shit? Nothing. He's going to go. Here you go. Here, would you like me to put that in your bag for you? There you go. That's what that guy's going to do. What's he going to pull a gun out and start shooting? Were those like lighters easiest, ever purchased? Anybody who's a con man or criminal, this is like the easiest heist in America right now. He said the lighters were purchased last year when he was on the show. But he also I said... Seen, I haven't seen one retailer or ha, consumer yeah. post or write or comment that they've seen those anywhere. He, according to him, when he was on our show here, he said they were sent to like Arabia, Saudi Arabia or something like that, right? It could, I don't, I don't, but, it could have easily been bought by some sheik or some yeah, guy in Dubai yeah. or Abu Dhabi or, or Qatar. You know, that, that's a but, total possibility. But he talked about those lighters, right? That they were not really – he was going he, – he basically said, I, I went in with those lighters to make a statement. And the plan was he was going to disassemble those lighters, if because assuming they were going to sell, he was going to disassemble them and take all the jewels off of it. So it really wasn't a, an issue if he didn't sell them, right? And look, how many retailers have a budget of that to buy a lighter? I mean, it's, these, no, there's not. There's listen, nobody even, in there. Not even, even if I big did, heavy hitters. even if I did, I wouldn't get the lighter. So I, listen, listen, but but but, but so, hold on, wait. I'd like to address this before this gets out of line. Okay, so first yeah. of all, Sean. I'm not going to do this, okay? This would be like a Navy SEAL Team 6 going in here, okay? I mean, they, you know, I'm not going to do it these myself. These would be some pros, yeah. These but, would be some pros. but Preston, really? All you got to do is, I mean, jewels get stolen all the time. You just take all, you're not going to sell the ashtrays. You can take right. all the jewels off it and, and, and get rid of the jewels. Come on, guys. You guys yeah. act like you've never seen a movie. Come on. And and believe me, there's there's a jeweler looking to pay cash for jewels. Yeah. yeah. It's much easier. They'll pull those things apart. Yeah, same with the, Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean... This is this is totally a heist. That's... I, I just don't see this working a second year in a row now. Like, okay, you did it with the lighters. Now you're going to... TSA confiscated the lighters. I'm hey, I'm going to tell you a funny story. Remind me to bring it up when, when we talk about the news about the TSA. I got a TSA yeah. story for you just, just about that. But, um, no, I mean, I, honestly... I, you know, you said you don't see it working a second time. Tell me, Coop, did it work the first time? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, he got attention at the booth, so he got some attention with it. Is what he Listen got. to me. Do you I don't think, think it affected his sales. Do I don't think, think it affected his sales. Do you think the two-story LED wall that played the 300 throughout the trade show didn't get attention? No. no. It didn't. And then two years ago, they had the World Cup game on there, I remember, one year. And yeah. people were going to watch the World Cup game. Actually, it was last year. Was it the World Cup last year? No, it was, it was a few years ago with the World Cup. God, man. If I, I, was said, really, I, I don't see the point in doing it again. That would be If my I point. was really a criminal, I would really, if I was really a criminal, this would be a heist. Like, I mean, seriously. Yeah. I mean, if I was them, honestly, they, they what they need to do is they need to really focus. And they, they, this is what they haven't done. They haven't focused on their tobacco story enough. If they're making some of these great cigars and there's got to be a story behind why you're making such great cigars and they've not been able to articulate that. The altitude in Costa Rica. He was on KMA. You don't remember? Oh, no, that's right. The altitude. But who are the people making his cigars? I don't know. I mean, best of the world. I mean, there's some good cigar makers in Costa Rica, but I don't know. 
You know, you're going to tell me you're better than some of the folks we talk to. I'm not going to lie. You know, I mean, listen to me. Like, you know, I don't know if people fantasize or talk about stuff like this. I've kind of done it a lot in my lifetime. But like, you know, Sunfest, Alex, you know Sunfest, right? You know, on any given day, there's an armored truck pulling out a couple million dollars in cash. It's like a two-week festival, right? A couple million dollars in cash. And I always said, wow, man, that'd be a nice little payday. But, you know, taking over an armored car is like, a, you know, you're seldom ever, ever going to get away with it, right? It's, it's, it's a it's a thing, right? But the more and more I think about this, this is really an easy heist. Like, I don't, I'm, I, I don't see it, how this can even be problematic. Where in the world... Will $30 million of something be exposed with the most minimal and lack of security ever? Ever. Mm. I'm, I might stay away from the LSIP team of booth now, just, just as a precautionary measure. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. They, they, like, they like spectacle, I guess. Spectacle is their thing. You know, they had the lighter than it. They had the cognac. They had the cognac last year, right? Wasn't some insane old cognac they were giving tastings out of, too. Yes. I mean, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if it was me, like, I would totally have replicas made and only bought replicas. There's no way I'm bringing $30 million of stuff right, to put out on display. Who knows? Maybe it is. Maybe it's smart. Yeah. But then you should let people know so you don't get robbed. Right, right. You know, who cares if it's a replica of armed guys storm a place to steal it? <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine if it happens. Right? The guy comes out with a whole bunch of cubic zirconia. He's not going to be happy. You know, but I mean, seriously, I, I would have replicas. I mean, like literal replicas. I agree. Of, uh, yeah. Nuts. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see yep. what happens. What else we got going on? A lot of PCA talk today. I'm sure Scoop. He's got a shite load of articles he wants to discuss. You want to want to get into it early, Coop? We got. We can do that. All right. Uh, a lot of stuff going on this week, so let's let's get our man on point and tell us what's going on in the cigar industry. It's time for the scoop with Coop. Hey, yo, what's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. I don't think so, Dan. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, so let's get this out of the way. We have some SDG releases of the week. Oh, wow. These guys are on fire. Yeah, that's it. it's either two or three weeks in a row now. So it's, I think it's three weeks in a row, actually. So um, first up, um, Partagas is launching something called the Valle Verde, which is a um, Mexican rap Partagas for the first time. And it's in a green As box. Partagas, green... Partagas has typically been Cameroon rapper, always known for Cameroon rapper. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, they, they did a Connecticut a couple of years ago, and now they're doing a, uh, a Maduro with the um, – with the green so you know partagas is it's, it's one of those brands of the forge so this is going to be at the trade show um and it's a brand i think that really needs a shot in the arm and and, and some promotion hold so on we'll see. i need to correct you on this does the brand need a shot in the arm or returned is in the form of a zombie because it's been dead for so long I agree. well the latter 
Yeah, this is not a brand that needs a shot in arm. This is a brand that's lost its way post-boom and has never managed to find its way back. No, and it really should be a brand, like I said, you know, it's an iconic brand. I know it's made iconic. Now, you know, yeah, iconic. We're talking about yeah. And they you know, look at what, what yeah, look at what's going on with Monte Cristo over at Altidus. This brand should be talked about in that same sentence. Uh, but they just have it's lost its way. Like I said, Abe, you're I'm not arguing with that one either. STG for the longest time in my career has had such a disconnect to the end consumer, and I just don't see it changing. Now maybe Forged was developed to kind of change this. But just look historically, some of the blind listen, STG or general as I call it, is the only shop I ever known that had a recall of a line. Like a recall. You can you remember any cigar that's ever been recalled, Coop? No, but I know the cigar it was a punch. It was a punch that was recalled, right? The Diablo? Yes. Yeah. That cigar that. was so bad. It was so they bad. Literally, they, like, they literally they made it. the reps go. I've never seen this in the history of my life. They made the reps go into stores and pull them and give the stores credit. Next and then they brought it back a few years ago. And then they tried to bring it back a few Usually, years ago. Post, <laughs> post FDA stuff because it had it had um yeah. substantial equivalent. It, had, uh, the, the, it was a predicate. The same thing with the CIO Firewalker. Yeah, it's a, it's a predicate. Brand. Oh, that was now, that was worse cigar. One decade. of my favorite ever's, right? Do you remember at the time? I'm gonna say. It's got to be at least 15 plus years ago, maybe close to 20. The most expensive cigar that General Cigar had ever released. The Stradivarius? Fucking, this is why I love Coop. The Strata fucking Various. <laughs> they fucking named it after a violin. <laughs> what the fuck, guys? You give a fuck about a violin? Have these guys even know what Stradivarius is? And then they put it in these marble coated boxes. <laughs> Each one weighed about 42 pounds. And then in individual coffins, right? This was at the time it was like a 30, 35 cigar. Most expensive right. cigar they ever made. Back then, yeah, this is like about 12 it, years ago or so. Yeah. It wasn't even advertised in aficionado. It wasn't even advertised in aficionado. Okay. And then retailers got these things and they had this wax seal on this coffin. And all right. the wax seals were at the bottom of the box because they all came off. So reps <laughs> had to go in the stores and re-glue all these seals. I mean I don't know, but they, they struggle. Meanwhile, you're right. Look I, I, I'll here. say this. Oh, that was before a lot of the regime that was in there. Now, I'm not. Oh, I'm going way back, but I, there it is. So that outside of the box was like a marble finish. It was hard. It, and yeah. It was like a, yeah. yeah. And, and those all those wax seals never made it by the time it got <laughs> yeah. And the cigar wasn't good either. I'm no, some Connecticut. So. Four years book? later, JR Cigars is dumping these for like 50 bucks a box. <laughs> <Get his driver. laughs> True story. True story. Yeah. Thank you. Nope. Can we know who Stradivarius is? Oh wow. No way. At least at least at least they've gotten smarter okay. in the last few years. Cohiba has been the, the expensive one now. Now at least they've been right. doing that with Cohiba the last few years. But yeah, they do that one was a disaster. They have they have a little bit of disconnect, you know, and um and it's a shame because they do have some like like great like iconic brands and Partagas is they have iconic, and they have great tobacco too. I mean yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I mean, this is an important show for Fords, and, and and if you're gonna put Partagas in there, they they, I hope this cigar's a home run, and they really promote it there because this is an opportunity they got now. You know, they're too busy with Dad Bod and um, 
We got to remember um, Sunday gravy. Sunday gravy. Yeah. Sunday gravy. You know. oh, Justin's going to kill you me know. for saying that. <laughs> Listen, I love you, Justin. Don't get me wrong. Justin's going to be Justin's gonna be mad. Oh, he's going to be mad at me. I can tell you that. <laughs> I think he's already mad at me perpetually anyway. So. No, he's not. He's not. Justin's good. Actually, Justin's a really good guy. He's Super really good guy. guy. I just yeah, called the way he in. has done so, and he has done some good things over there too. Hong Kong Sui, Chop Sui, you know. That, I don't think I that was him, though. I gotta be honest. You know, when when he he'll tell me if it's him or not, and he'll be honest with me on that. Because Sunday Gravy was him, and he admitted that. So listen to me. That's when him and I got in, in our first conflict when I was commenting about the first Chop Sui box, the, the one that you chop. could stack up on a retail. Yeah, store. I, I think there was a digital thing that Brian made for us. Where, it would fall. Yeah, where yeah, the yeah. box would stack and fall over and it just keep dropping like a video <laughs> game. You know, but, you know, he got mad. Well, they got to sell so fast that you shouldn't have to stack them. I said, no, bro, if you order 50 boxes, you got to stack them until people buy them. I don't but want cigars first... in a Chinese takeout container. Yeah, that was our first interaction. I want cigars in a box. I mean, come on. I don't even want them in bundles. So, uh, I, I get mail order bundles work, but but in the shop, I want to see them on display nice. All right. We got another. We got another STG release. Um, Gregorio Cabana. I, this... for Alex. I mean, even they know it's gravy. It's, it's, it's gravy, man. It's gravy. Sauces. It's gravy. It's gravy. Yeah, it's, it's gravy. I'm not gravy. even gonna. Alex and I are on the same page. By the way, we didn't even get to. Well, I shouldn't go there. I'm not gonna go. Pizza steaks. We'll have to save that for the next. Ah, uh, yeah, we'll save. Yeah, I'll pull that picture up. Terrence Riley was at it again. Oh God, it was bad. I yeah, think. So. I think it's becoming shtick. It is a shtick. That's his shtick now. He's a, yeah. Horrible food picks. Yes. Yeah. Oh. What else you got going on, Coop? All right. Uh, another STG release, Gregorio Cubana. They have a line called Siri S that they introduced last year. It was a, also San Andreas. That was a San Andreas natural. This is going to be the Siri S Maduro. So that's going to be at the trade show. You know, Gregorio Cubana has actually been one of the brands I think they've done a, a decent job with over the years. Um I think they've done a better job with Gloria Brown and some of the other brands. And I remember when Michael Giannini was he was doing some crazy stuff, but the cigars were actually pretty good he was doing. So uh, this one's going to be also be shipping and also probably be presented at the trade show this year. It stayed pretty static and um, traditional when Ernie was there for yep. that decade plus running the company. But as soon as he left, it started getting into... Yeah, Michael kind of was... He was doing, you know, he did some interest. He did that one, which was like after the Monument of the Resurrection. You know, it was a weird uh, Figurado he did. He did the, the double wrapper cigars. He did the ones with the smokable bands. But they've gotten back more traditional with Ligorio Cabana over the last few years. Do you remember, do you remember the Ligorio Cabana limited edition humidors they released every year with the glass oh, top? Yeah. Yep. They stopped that. I think it went on for yeah, four they, or five years, maybe. Four or five years, yeah. I remember those, yeah. Yeah. And we saw yeah. those every time we'd get a, you know, we get a handful, and they'd always be gone. Yeah, my only, my only issue those those boxes are really starting to blend. Like between the S, the S Maduro, the others, not much variation on this. You really gotta like look at that box to tell which one. You know, is. I didn't think about that till you just said that, and that's a There's good not point. A lot of distinction. Because, yeah, you need to kind of, you know, I look at what McAuliffe did with the black. And I think that was a brilliant move, how they just kind of, because it stands out compared to some of the other McAuliffe stuff. And you write this all kind of blends in. Most successful merchandising company, in my opinion, in the industry? Perdomo. Perdomo. When you see, when you go on the Perdomo factory tour, 
the last day do a merchandising piece and you, you kind of like think well this is good it's amazing when they talk about what what they did they consulted with coca-cola and stuff it was I, i've said it before they could teach a master class and, and not only oh, that but the ability to align over a dozen different lines where it, in a moment's notice you visually could see where one line starts and one line ends on a shelf and they're all distinctly different yet yep. they're all the same enough that you know it's one grouping in one family of a brand is brilliant i think they've mastered yeah. it no, and you know, a couple of years ago, they, they did some packaging changes, but they didn't kind of reinvent the packaging. They kind of made some tweaks to it, right? So, you know, and it made it stand out even more. Like I'm thinking what they did with the Lot 23s uh, were a good example, some of the uh, Perdomo bourbon barrel aid stuff, and it just is really cool. Now, I talked to Nicholas Perdomo's the third. He was on our show Thursday night as well. We didn't see the packaging yet for the 30th anniversary, but they are going to show it at the show, and um, I'm I'm dying to see what that's going to look like, because I'm sure they're going to knock that one out of the park. But they're you holding that back on show. your show this week, didn't you? We had a we had a we had our annual virtual trade show. We call it where we bring on a bunch of manufacturers for a 15 minute segment. Oh, that's so it. We had, about 13, we had 13 people on Thursday night. Yeah, different. We gave everyone a time slot. They come on and they talk about their releases for 15 minutes. Oh, so how long was this broadcast? So Saka takes the midnight hour, which is the last slot. So we were three hours, and then we had another hour and a half with Saka, right? So it was four and a half hours, right? Then after that, we're in the green room with Saka for another hour. So it is like 2.30 in the morning when we're still talking to Saka. You are literally insane. Yeah. I mean, like, literally. It's not even, our numbers like, were Our numbers were huge. We had more people at midnight than anyone. We had more people at midnight than anyone else. It's not even debatable. You are insane. <laughs> I know. What else you got going on, Coop? All right, so let's. This is a good one. Aganorsa Leaf uh, announced a new lunatic Maduro cigar, um, and they are getting into the game of who could make the biggest cigar. Is this so, like a mini Woody? It's like a mini Woody. It's a mini. I guess it's, it's like a half a Woody, right? right. Uh, it's a ten by one. You want half a Woody when you can have a whole Woody. <laughs> but yeah, so this is what it is. If you notice. It's a bellicoso tip, which is actually I think kind of a smart move they did with that, right? Because I think that with the eight by eight too, I think. Yeah, they did with the eight by eight. Asylum did the nine by ninety, but you the problem is a ninety ring gauge is impossible to smoke, right? So I, I you know, I how do you I, cut, I like this. how do you cut a ninety ring gauge cigar? Right. I had to use an eighty ring gauge cutter, and it wasn't. They have an eighty ring gauge cutter. They have eighty ring gauge cut. Zycar makes one, yeah. Wow. So uh, yeah, and it's it's tough uh, to do. Uh, the other way you could do it's with a razor blade, which which right. again it's tough. What I'm saying, who's walking around with a? I mean, just it's absurd. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, when um, I see that cigar, I just want to hear the music background. They're gonna sell the cigar. I'm of course they will. They're gonna they're gonna sell out of this. Now they're, they're it's a it's gonna be an annual limited release, which kind of makes sense. They're not gonna be they're gonna they're gonna be sold individually, so they're not gonna be sold. Right, they're they're box. straight up in individual coffins, right? There's right. there's so not there's a 2, box of coffins. Right, right. There's so there's, you sell them by the coffin is what they're doing. Um, so it's forty dollars, um, and um, they're gonna make twenty five hundred of these this year. Let me tell you something. You want to hear something absurd? Right. Do you know what is the most one of one of the most traffic items on our website? You, you're gonna freak out when I the Woody. Is that the Woody? 
Now, one of the reasons is most people won't probably sell it because it's a pain in the ass to ship, right? But we, the reason why we ordered so many extra TGS cigars, which we did on purpose, is we order Woody's over 50 at a time. And when we get down to 15, maybe we put another order in, and sometimes they're back ordered and we can't get them for two months. So when we had the opportunity to make a TGS exclusive, we ran a huge run on purpose because we wanted Woody's. It, I can't, I can't fathom it because you'd say it's it's beyond the point that it's new. It's beyond the point that it's a fad. It's beyond the point. Of be, but this thing sells, and it's literally one of the most searched items that brings people to smoking.com. Yeah, I it's yeah. mind boggling. I give I give Agon Arthur and Terrence a lot of credit on this, uh, as well as Asylum, who's done it too. I think I think Oscar hasn't promoted the Woody as much. I, maybe because they just can't make enough of them, right? But it's almost like, like I I remember when they came out with the Woody. It was originally an event only cigar. It was that's how it started out. So and then it kind of moved its way into the like a limited run in the portfolio. I don't know. Gary's never picked a date, man. It's going to be the great smoke next year. We'll be smoking them all together if he doesn't. Pick I, a date. I I I want to end on that. I really want to be yeah. in on that. So we'd have to have an afternoon to do it. I mean, oh yeah, oh yeah, that'll be all right. Long. What else do you got going on? Uh, foundations made some news this week with Nick Nick Malillo. Um, he has got. He also has a forty dollars cigar coming out. Yes. Um, yes. It's it's a it's actually a line extension of the Tabernacle line, even though it's packaged different. It's pretty much the same blend, but it's in a six and three quarter by fifty two perfecto. It's called the Tabernacle Night Commander, and this is a what happened is Nick Malillo was given the title of Night Commander uh, from Ethiopia, which is an honor they do in Ethiopia. Um, so it's kind of like a knighthood type of thing because he's done cigars related to you know Ethiopia and stuff. Um, so what he's doing with this is he's selling these cigars, and, and all the proceeds are going back into Ethiopian charities. So that I think they're putting some nicer packaging in it. It's it's more expensive than the Tabernacle one, but the idea is he said he's not profiting off of that. All the proceeds he's putting back into charity with that. Wow. Well, I mean, look, it's a forty dollars cigar, which is you know a little. It's little, pretty looking from the pictures. A little much, but remember, he he released that High Clear Castle uh, Senature, and I mean, we don't have any left. We brought them thirty three dollars. Those sold out. Yeah, those sold. Uh, yeah, they sold out. I mean, um, so and he's not making those anymore, according to him. But that wasn't a charity cigar. Oh, he's a, right. that, that that cigar was pricey because the packaging was really really amazing. Yes, yeah, time. that that coffin sarcophagus type. Yeah. Well, the yeah. fact that he doesn't make great cigars isn't yeah. right either. That helps yeah. absolutely. Yeah. All right. I'm going to jump ahead because I, I don't want to miss this story. I had it at the end of my you list. You got plenty of time, Coop. We got you plenty sure? of time. Yeah. All right. So we don't have a tail of the tape. Did you even make okay. a preview video yet or no? No. Yeah, we got nothing. Okay. To show so I'll keep, I'll keep going. I just want to make sure we don't yeah, miss we the story. Yeah, we got nothing. Yeah, go ahead. It's, it's okay. your show, it's show right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Well, I want to make sure this. Okay. So let's go Let's go to CLE next because we are just talking about them. So they have a couple of releases that they're coming out with. And they're coming out with a couple of PCA exclusive cigars. And what I'll say is at least CLE is putting a lot of effort into their PCA exclusives. Um, they're releasing one under the Aroa brand, and they're releasing one under the CLE brand. So there's an Aroa PO, CLE exclusive, and then there is a um, CLE one, right? Um, both of these releases, what 
Christian has been saying, and he's not commenting what, what country it's from, is they bought some farms, and they're saying they're only in South America. He's not saying what country there is in South America. And, you know, for the most part, Christian's brands have been Honduran with some Nicaraguans. So he's got some of these other uh, – where these farms are, I don't know if it's Ecuador or Venezuela or Brazil. I, I don't have any idea. But these releases are going to be using uh, the tobaccos in, um, in them. The Aroa is going to be more of a Corojo blend, and the CLE one is going to be a Connecticut Shade blend. Um, and they're all going to be in four, the same four sizes, 5x50, 1118, 6x52, and 6x60, priced between $17 and $19. And this is a CLE one. Um, that one was the Connecticut. Aaron and Aaron Loomis and I really want to try that cigar because, you know, Christian has doesn't do a lot of Connecticut's. So right. we're really kind of curious with that. But um, – They've done seal. They've done exclusives every year, and what they do with theirs is the box top. They use that model of hey, you can use it as an ashtray afterwards. Right, right. So you want my color commentary on this one? Absolutely. So this is why we have you, Abe. So my first right, question. Have it. My first question. Do you feel there really is anything for Tobaccolaire you need us beyond asylum? Yes and no. Has Aroa really think, found its way? Because look, don't get me wrong. That's, they, it, the the they quality of cigars are amazing. Cigars. Yes. I'm, yes. This is, it has nothing to do with the quality of cigars. The Aroa 20th year, I love. It's a great cigar. That was my cigar of the year one year. It was a cigar of the year one year for me, yes. Do you think they've found their way? Do you think no. Do you think the company is anything more than Asylum at this point? Asylum's, Asylum is absolutely the monster of that company. Okay. But I think Christian wants to have those other angles where he could do this type of stuff. Yeah. I mean, listen, let's face it. He doesn't have to work for money at this point in his career. So, right, right. Um, and he doubled down on a P- PCA exclusive. Yeah. So, I, you know, you know, so I don't know. So here's my thing. I'm pretty sure that no one can make a PCA exclusive without the permission of the PCA, right? They, 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 if they brand, uh, they can. Like, they don't stop at a company could, from saying, "Hey, we're going to offer this the cigar." PC, they could put the term "PCA exclusive" on a cigar, a box, without. No, they the, could just. I they could just they say it's exclusive to a trade show. Right. But they can't brand it. They, they can't. I don't think so. Okay. I, that I don't know the answer to, but I'm assuming that they probably need permission to do that. Why and Christian's a board they, member. Christian's a board member, keep in mind. Yeah, yeah I get it. Why wouldn't they? Because, I, I mean, look, I'm, it's, it's already happening, right? The PCA is the new TAA. Why wouldn't they just say, we're going to limit every year three or four companies to make a PCA cigar? No, no, this is, I, I know where you're going to go with the argument, right? I agree. I agree. Right. I know, but I know where the argument is going to come, right? People are going to get pissed off. Or, but I got news for you. We've been making TGS exclusives now, three years, going on four years, and we don't do it with everybody, and it rotates every year. And guess what? They all still line up to do the Great Smoke. You'll, guess what? You, they probably sell more than the TAA ones. Right. You get your turn. But it would just make something a little more extraordinary for a PCA release, because if every goddamn company makes a PCA release, then you really don't have a PCA exclusive. You just got another line. Who cares? You know, look, I'm, they, I'm totally they, they know how to kill the excitement. They could take the excitement of, of anything, choke it, suffocate it, drown it, and flush it down a toilet. It just removes all the excitement when I see 800 PCA exclusives. 
it, it, what you could do, like you said, you give it to three or four companies, you make it competitive where you're selected to be in that. And, hey, if you want to sell a cigar and make it exclusive to attendees, you can't no stop you from doing You that, can still that, do that, right? That, like, happened, that happened 10 years ago. Guys have done it. Hey, we're only going to – it just wasn't marketed as a PCA right. exclusive on the box and stuff. You can still do that. Yeah, I mean, but what happened with you know for folks that are the TAH thing really got watered. I mean, I remember when you had a TAA exclusive, it was like you know, remember when Pete came out with his? He was the only one who came out with it that year, and it, you know, it was something very special. And then they just opened it up to anybody and accepted anything possible, like oh, we're doing a torpedo size for the TAA. And that's not what this should be about. This should be about like really a, a nugget for people to go to the trade show. And these cigars look not. CLE should announce these cigars 90 days ago because, you know, then then these people have to say, well, maybe I'll go check out the cigar at the trade show. They're not going to do it a week before. The plans are already made. You would only think they would look at the TAA and say, wow, okay, let's not make those mistakes. But they don't. You, you know, Aaron Loomis, my partner, said, he goes, he never thought anyone could do a worse job with the TAA exclusives, but the PCA found a way to do it. That was his comment, and he's right. My, where, where, where's my buddy Jay Davis to, this morning? Uh, oh, you Jay, know, that, he, he, I don't think he disagrees with us on this, by the way. It's, it's, I don't want to work him out. It's just, I mean, really, you know, look, if you give it out to everybody, they call you a prostitute. You know, just make it selective. Make it special. Make it, yeah. you know, something that, hey, a manufacturer can be – Excited that they were selected to make one in 2026, right? I mean, it's just, it's just, uh, I don't get it. And, and now, now I look at these, I'm just as unexcited as I am about TAA cigars. So, so let me ask a question here. Do you like, and you don't have to answer if you don't want, but you do TGS, right? Have you said no because you don't think this is a TGS worthy cigar? Have you ever said that? So, let me tell you what happens. No one really asks. We do it opposite, we do it opposite, right? We invite. No one comes to me and says, I'd like to make a TGS cigar. It hasn't happened yet. I mean, you got to remember, we've only been doing this three years now. We invite people. Now, I will tell you something. I don't think he'll care if I said it. I think year two, Robert Holt said something. Like, you know, hey, and look, hey, no problem. You want to work with us? We'll have you work with us. And we made one this year with him, which I think was one of the most... Talked you guys about were high on that cigar. You guys were yes. very high on that cigar. Yes, even stock was was everybody got excited about. It, it was very very good. So I mean, you know, we just look at it, look, we, and we're already working. I mean, I, 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 in our TGS newsletter, I already named the companies that we're working with. Now now we've cut it down to three, right? So I'm not expanding it. I'm cutting it even down to create more excitement, right? Because we worked off the model of 2020. Where it was all virtual, so we did six that year, right? It was just insane, right? Right. But nobody knew what the digital experience was going to be, so I was trying to create a lot of excitement. So I was trying to work with the many guys that would work with me. Then we cut it down to five for the next two years, and now I think five is too much. Next year we cut it down to three, which is basically once again Saka, Drew Estate, which I'm excited about. And I'm really excited about JC Newman. So those are the three companies making the TGS releases next year, and we're already working in 2025. So it's just a simple invite. And, you know, if somebody does say something like, like Robert Holt did, all right, man. I mean, cause, because typically there's no one that we really would invite. You got to remember now the great smoke used to be an open invitation, right? And so now, now we're collecting them because we 
leaned it down. But there's no one that we really would invite that we would say, no, we would never do a TGS release with you. Right. Otherwise, they probably yeah. just wouldn't be there. I mean, I know Eric with Dojo, he does a lot of his exclusives, and he sometimes takes some crap for it, right? But I do know Eric's very picky on what he's going to accept for something as Dojo. He wants something a little more than just a cigar with a band on it. And Nobody wants that. That's one of our yeah, hardest he, he, problems. Yeah, he is very picky on stuff with that. Only two and times. Good job with it, yeah. Only two times in my career that we had nothing to do with a blend of a micro blend. I could get and that was Padron. Yep. Which... We were allowed to put our name on the box, or and Fuente, which we helped design the secondary band. And that was Solaris. it. Solaris. Yeah, everybody else. They were, good, we, they were both good cigars, and they were both very good cigars. Yeah, Solaris was some age selection they had lying around that they they never used, and we smoked them, we liked them, we used it. And Padron was just the first six by sixty cigar they made, so that was. And that became our, a part of their line down the yes, road. Yes, and it just it was a little longer than our original line. We could we called it SI fifteen at the time. So, yeah, um, they, they go in six and a quarter, I think they did with the number. Yeah, it went a bit longer yeah. than our original yeah. SI-15. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we, we want to work. We want projects. We've posted pictures of our different rappers. In fact, i got a cabinet here with something I'm hoping to finalize at the trade show this year of something that will drop next year. We have four different blends in there, and we've kind of decided what we want, and we're going to finalize it at the trade show. So it's a process. What else you got going on, Coop? So in the madness yesterday, I think there were like 10 stories on Coop that went out. There was one story that got a little bit of attention. Um, and it was the announcement of, I mean, I think people knew this was coming, but now they saw the details of this. The Tatawai NFT collection, which is um, the NFT project that was announced last year. And something that's actually going to be at the trade show this year for people to see in person. So this is around the Tatawai Anarchy, which is... I think you're a little familiar with that, Abe. <laughs> it's a, um, and, and look, I agree with all the statements that have been made about that. That anarchy was the game changer in store exclusives. I'm, I'm very negative on store exclusives these days, but the anarchy is absolutely a game changer. What that cigar did, um, it it was historic. I mean, it really, it was historic. It was, I mean, there wouldn't be a micro blend series without it, right? No, it was the first one. It was the first. It was the birth of I micro mean, blend. But- yeah, I think so, the time uh, people were making like two or three hundred for store releases. I mean, that was a three thousand yeah. run, and we were probably back then, 2010, 20, 25 percent of the organization that we are today. So to have taken three thousand boxes of a single store release successfully is my even to me today is mind blowing. Alex, can you imagine doing three thousand boxes of a micro blend today? That's how insane that no. was. No, yeah. we don't. We're not taking. This is, and this is boxes. yeah. This was. This was, you know, you didn't really, like, there weren't Facebook cigars even back then. It was, right. Facebook was just starting to get big. And There were no uh, podcasters. There were no podcasters. There was nothing. And, and, and this was a historic cigar from Cigar Media, because when, when this was put out there, someone in the media, it wasn't me, actually figured out a way to trace who the cigar was to. They went a trademark search, and they found out who it was trademarked. So, no, it was like, uh... I don't think anybody ever found out it was us for a while. Oh, I, 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 I'm positive that, it was. I'm positive it was for a while. We hid that for a while. It was for a while. It was like months later when it came out. Before it was yeah, announced, though, it, I, I know who actually did it. Yeah. Yeah, but we, we hid that pretty good for a while because when it first was announced coming out, people didn't even know what Anarchy was going to be. They were messaging Pete Johnson saying, are you starting a rock band? Are you doing a clothing line? And we slowly milked out information for the longest time yeah. without mentioning us or what we've done. So... It was really a, a good thing, but look, 
you could market, you could design, you could create the coolest things, coolest websites, but if the cigar sucked, you got nothing. Yeah, you know? it was a great and, cigar. It was a great cigar, yeah. And that was that was actually ended up being in Playboy magazine. You know, I mean, it was crazy. So, yep. um, for this cigar, so three thousand boxes were run in twenty ten. Six hundred and sixty six were bought back in twenty fifteen, and that was the last yep. time it's been on the market. You, you got to realize. Don't think I don't ask Pete every year, every other year. Can we do another original yes. Anarchy run? I mean, you know, it's evolved into four variations. There was original Anarchy, then there was Apocalypse, then there was the redo of the original Anarchy in 2015, and yes. then we had Chaos, right? So there was been four, and then there was like Pale Horse for the for the event. Pale Horse never really existed. It was a treat to those who came to the dinner at the Great Smoke. Yeah. So they yeah. got the chaos. they got the Chaos, which was a different Vitola of the original Anarchy blend. Yeah. They got that in a different wrapper, and there was only 300 yeah. of those sticks made. Yeah, very rare cigar. Yeah. So um, I ask them all the time. So, you know, we basically kind of gave up our our exclusivity, store exclusivity rights on this line so that it could become an NFT with Pete. And um, I think it's a great brand to do it. And I think the package that was put together um, really probably makes this a unique, a really unique NFT. And listen, just so people know, I was on the phone with uh, John Carney last night. Like, you know, people think like this is some competition or whatever. John Carney probably helped. Uh, we probably couldn't have done it without the help of his involvement. In, in he, gave, he gave, yeah, absolutely. You know, and yeah, how they great job him. nice job by him. Yeah, yeah, and they're very, and they're very excited because look, just, it's kind of like when I do things, right? They started it, they paved the way, and they'd like to see where it goes, right? Because if it ends with them, then nothing happens. So they're kind this of actually. This wouldn't probably excited. happen without LaFleur, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're kind of, I've never even imagined this conceived of it. Yeah. But the photos that you show really don't do it justice, this collection set, because the press release that came out yesterday basically now we told everybody that ST DuPont is involved. And Les Mann even said, Vice President of Sales, he can't recall ever of ST DuPont making a one of one lighter. Each one of these lighters is a one of one engraved at the bottom rendition of the matching nft art so on top of getting a non-fungible token you're going to get the set which includes this seven humidors that peed mate with 75 cigars 15 of them in a pale horse variation which they'll be the only 15 for each retailer who gets one ever made and then it comes with the one of one sd dupont lighter the newest the newest evolution by zycar which you know you'd only think it'd be natural is the the new perfect xi1 cutters right so now Yep. Zycar, instead of having an all hole all the way through, now has a solid back, so it's like a perfect cut now. These were the first XI1 perfect cutters made that were well, made let for me, the project. Let me, let me run this video before we get Go out. Go ahead, run the yeah, video. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, people can it, actually yeah. see.
much hot. Look, I I was with you, Abe, Friday night uh, in your office, last Friday night in your office at like 11.30. And if I, I just want to say the detail that Abe was, because Abe was reviewing a lot of these, these digital art things and the photos, the detail that Abe, that Abe was like, every detail Abe was looking at with this thing. I got to give you a lot of credit, Abe. Your eye was seeing things probably that a lot of people meant. I know this is probably from your background, I'm sure. But Abe was really, the attention to detail on this I, I, was second to none. When you were watching the videos I was watching, you didn't think it was going to come together that good looking at the end, did you? I, I don't think we, I think you didn't even think so. <laughs> <laughs> you were worried. You were worried about this. <laughs> I'm like, this looks great. And he's like, he's all worried about this. Yeah, it really came together nice. So it'll be interesting. I'm very excited that this will be in the Tatuaje booth, booth number 1069, 100069. No, yep. 1, and um, I think it'll be cool for retail. I mean, look, this is a retailer play. So obviously I'm getting NNT number, number seven. You know, one of the things that John Carney said that he really loved about this was that each NFT is a unique piece of art, right? It yeah. wasn't all the same. So I took the one that I thought was the most basic and made it the last one, which is just the, the Anarchy logo. I think uh, it, it literally is not my favorite one. I think the other ones are way cooler. Um, so I thought that was the fairest way to do it. So we'll have number seven and the other six go up for auction. I think there's going to be six savvy retailers out there somewhere that'll realize that this is an asset for them that, that you know, their 15 boxes every quarter will have Tatuahi fans from all over the world seeking them out. Not to mention just the, the collateral of the package of the collection set that you get with the initial uh, NFT. So, you know, I think what helped Pete and 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 in this project was to have a retailer, you know, involved with him that I think is going to make us more successful because as a retailer, I was able to say, look, this is where value is for me. If I'm looking yeah. to, to have one or buy one or, you know, this is where the value is with me. This is where it makes sense to me. And this is where I would definitely fight to bid and get one of these. So, you know, it would be you're not going to be near the El Septimo booth, right? <laughs> so, no. Okay, you may well be far away from the El Septimo booth. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Yeah. And, you know, the other just little things, like the bands were upgraded on these and just a hologram and stuff like, you know, little things like that, too, I think really, really contributed to this as well. Well, the non-NFT, the NFT is obviously the digital token. The non-NFT, Gary, is that, you know, um, the guys who acquire the NFT will own it. And then the set that they get, which we call the collateral, which is the cutter and demand, they can do whatever they want with it. They can sell it. They can keep it as a set. They can keep it as part of the collection. But the, the main thing is that as owners of the NFT, they'll be entitled to purchase 15 boxes of the Anarchy Cigar every quarter. So each NFT holder will have 60 boxes a year. And what they do with it and how they market it and how they try to sell it will be up to them. But I imagine... I imagine the demand is going to be extremely high for this cigar. And something that Pete Johnson thought of on his own, which I really thought was brilliant, and it goes to his expertise in doing a lot of these limited products, whatever, is if you saw that band, which is a gorgeous band, it's a, it's a big step up from any of the Anarchy bands in all the previous renditions, right? Yeah. Um, it has a hologram. Yep. So the bottom part of the brand is a hologram, which says NFT edition. And the top part of the brand is just basically an embossed anarchy on a white part of the band. That's how the cigars in the 15 allocated monthly boxes will come. But the cigars that come in the 70 count humidor all have a double hologram brand. So what's even cool is you'll know whether the cigar you're smoking is from one of the seven humidor sets 
or one of the monthly allocation cigars. Uh, he really thought this through. And um, yeah, there's, there's between me and you, uh, I was talking to Pete last night. There's actually some new technology that we're hoping to finalize that we could talk about, which would even make this even more of a unique of an offering that, you know, hopefully we'll be able to talk about it at the show if I could figure it out whether we could do the execution on it or not. Very, yeah, really well done. Good job. Yeah, Gary, SI will have 60 boxes a year, you know, um, no matter what. Now, you know, if, the, if, 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 if there aren't bidders that don't meet the minimum bid for any of these, well, then I guess I'll have seven. Oh, well. Oh, well. But, but someone private, there's no one stopping a private consumer no. from bidding on this. Either. No, I mean, look, this is actually designed as a retailer play. I'm a retailer. I, I, I know right. the value of what I could turn these cigars in, whether we make special five packs that involve two NFTs and three other Tatuai cigars and know how to market or move it or even do a raffle where you get a five pack of these by some Tatuai. There's, there's a million ways I could find a way to make revenue off this kind of acquisition for me. Um, but no, a fan... And we know Pete has hardcore fans could easily bid on this. And and being that anarchy's already existed in the secondary market, you still see them out there 13 years later. It it, it could very well happen that a consumer pick, picks ends up picking one of these up. Yeah. The auction will be toward the end of August, probably the third week of August. I think it's going to start. And it's going to be one one NFT at a time. Will be yes. So seven is already done. So one through six will be forty eight hours apart. So right. NFT number one will start, and then it'll end forty eight hours, and then two will start, and it'll be you know twelve days of the auction. So if you don't win on one, then you could always bid on another. The other thing, the Zycar cutter. That's the first time they've done that. Um, so this is going to be the fir- those are the first cutters that have been made with that design as well. And they're one yeah. of one designs, but they're also, they haven't released that cutter yet. No. And, and I was talking with Joe grow and I think there's going to be a press release coming out next week talking about the perfect cutter, but this was something that we uh, smoke in and, 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 and quality had kind of worked on and designed together. And we were kind of blessed to have the first seven perfect cutters ever made specifically yeah. for this program. Yeah. And the front of the cutter will actually say the back has the art, which is full because there's no hole. And the front actually has an A logo, Anarchy logo on it, and it'll say NFT number one, zero one of zero one. So, yep. um, and listen, to get ST DuPont of Paris involved in this is, is for, for us, that was a coup. You know, that was a ST DuPont, coup, yeah. imagine their, their, uh, you know, their team stopping to make one of one lighters, seven different yep. lighters, that's it. Yep. I, I mean, it, it was a historical thing. And to be able to, and, and, and look, me being me, right? Great, I own an NFT. Who cares? I mean, it exists somewhere, wherever. I thought adding the 24 by 36 framed art, something you could hang in your man cave or whatever. And these are nice prints on frame, nice frames. It was just a little added extra touch. So when you see the collection all together and all of it matching your digital NFT, I, th- I just thought it was yeah. an exceptional way to go with that. Agree. <laughs> look at the, but but you talk about fans. I mean, here, look at that. I mean, it, it's it's. Guess it'll what? You guys can do that. Yes. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be a great idea. For I'd love to see something like that happen, a, like a consumer coalition come together with that. I mean, this is a great, funny comment because Coop, I have a video recording from last September. Coop did a show I was just watching where, and listen, I totally get it where you're coming from at the time, but like Coop says, oh, I think he might be in over his head on this one. I just don't. 
see how it's gonna go and whatever and da 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 da. And um, you know, I, I told him, I said, you know, I got ideas. Let's see what happens. So it'll be interesting. Uh, so there's, I'm not gonna say anymore, but there is something that we have, I have planned, depending on how these all go. I'll just kind of leave it at that. Yeah, he was. He, he, I'm impressed. He was very impressed. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens at the trade show. So it's going to be very cool. I think it'll be great. I think it'll be great. I think great's going to be at the trade show. It should be at the trade show. I mean, LFD, LFD had theirs there last year, too. So I think it should be there. Well, you know, that happened on accident because this originally was slated like for late spring, early summer. And, you know, it's just it's like anything else. Cigars were held up. Bands were held up. You know, yeah. believe it or not, the, the technology side of it's not that complicated or long, you know. Um, but it pushed it back to the point where, like, well, listen, man, we would, we would just show this at the show. And, you know, yeah. Pete loved the idea and made a little floor space for a case. And then, you know, we kind of thought about this at the last minute. So finding a case now for somebody to do it. And this humidor is monstrous, by the way. This humidor is like 26 yeah. inches tall. It's a triangle. I mean, it's a big piece. So um, it, didn't, it didn't fit in anything that Pete Johnson had in his booth. So we literally had to hunt down somebody who would deliver a special showcase for it at the last minute the trade show but interesting stuff yep very good very well done thank you my friend so what else you got going on in news scoop that that's it for this week yeah i didn't realize it's i have about another 20 releases we could talk to but we'll, we'll do that as a ship and stuff holy so. shit well thick we'll yeah. let everybody go listen i mean that went by um we hope you enjoyed your saturday of course the way we always say best way to start your saturdays next week we'll be taking off you know, I might do a couple lives from the trade show. We're a little behind. We'll see what happens. But thank you for joining us. Have a great 4th of July weekend, everybody. Please be safe. Don't do anything stupid. And until we're back, everybody, keep it lit.